Lorenzo. Dan is back with its highly anticipated sixth season, and fans can expect some big changes. But the big question many are asking, are you ready for the year 2000? 
and because uh, you know I don't like TV. I I grew up watching TV all day when I was a kid. As soon as I got back home from school, park my ass in front of the TV set, <laughs> and uh, I don't move that ass. I don't unpark that ass until bedtime, basically. Um, so I grew up in front of the TV. I learned a lot of things. I definitely learned more stuff from the TV screen than I did in school, I'd say. Um, and uh, now I work in a movie theater and I love movies. <laughs> so it's always great to return to things you love. Right, folks? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we, we said we were going to be sincere. We said we we're going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch shit on TV this year. Uh, I really did not watch that much TV. Um, normally, I try... If I don't keep up with it, I try and cram at the end of the year. But right, I just didn't want to do that to a TV show. I felt this year finally brought me back into completely immersing into weekly viewing of shows. Whoa. Cool. And like I have multiple shows where like I go over someone's house and watch it weekly with them and it's like that nice. is valuable and it's so much better um to have something to look forward Dude, to. Dude, how's that water cooler conversation oh, that water color is bubbling <laughs> yeah bubbling. but so yeah i just like i i think mm. with the binge stuff like i just like um i i like i like savoring you know uh what there is to watch and um there's a couple things that aren't going to make my list because of uh reasons that have to do with that which we'll get into um as we well, go binging you know it's not good to binge eat. Nope. Why would it be good to binge watch? It's probably not. Um, it's not healthy. One and two. Yeah, you don't get to digest the show. These shows the way they should be digested. Yeah, you don't get to shit them out <laughs> the next day. You get to shit out every single episode if you watch it weekly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you binge it. It's like you're. It's all getting mixed up. In your just like three eleven, yeah. Um, I wish I were as disciplined as you, Brandon, because I agree it's the superior way to watch television. It always was. It existed that way for a long time for a reason. It was successful like that for a reason. Um, mm. I do still think binging and the release of an entire season or show has its place. Um, I'm definitely just addicted to being able to consume lots of different things. I am, you know, I, <laughs> um, maybe it's a, yeah, that's like movies. It's a quantity over quality issue for me. Maybe. Omnivore. Um, like I like being able to talk about a lot of different things and, but I am that way. And I've been that way for like a number of years at this point with television way more so versus movies now and it's been that way with me for for a long time it used to be the opposite I used to watch a way way more movies than i did shows especially high school college um yeah it's definitely yeah. better to talk about 25 episodes of one thing with maybe three people <laughs> one once 
Um, I don't do it for discussion. I do it because I like it. I like. I know. I like the. I'm just teasing. I. It's. I don't know if I could definitively say. Now maybe I have. I probably have said this before on the show, but and. Like, do I like TV as a medium better? You know what? Yeah, I still, and I know this is where I'm very different from you guys. I get more out of the best TV shows than I do out of the best movies. And it's been like that for me for a number of years at this point. Didn't used to be well, like that, but it's that's how it is. We've talked yeah. about it. And, you know, we I think we one of the things we said was I think the, the advantage that TV has over movies is it lets characters develop yeah and let you care about character but not so much story as a benefit because that's where things tend to go wrong because usually yeah you can tell an efficient story in a movie and feel satisfied and because mm-hmm. of the nature of tv where sometimes they have to stretch it out or condense it you know this the story is a thing that tends to suffer whereas characters can actually develop and flourish yep and so you develop the relationships with them and you will be more forgiving of story faults because you're like, well, I just want to spend time with these people. Yeah, that 100% right. Um, I think I had my take last year that I, I'm still in agreement on that I think, you know, the what's become the norm in a lot of like Disney Plus type stuff is like the six episode arc. And I, I kind of hate it. It's like my least favorite thing. I think it's either not long enough or it's too long. Well, that's, that's the whole thing. Yeah, yes. I, it's, 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 there are so many, that's my biggest issue with TV over the last like four years is too many projects that could have been great movies that were yes. either stretched too far or condensed, um, you know, in ways that it just, yeah, did not benefit things in, in the right way. Yeah. I, and I, yeah, I think Disney plus is like the biggest sort of culprit of that i mean compared to most other um services streaming services and you know networks yeah. and, and stuff like that i just like they just want to churn out but content even just all yeah. the like 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 five or six episode like mini series like one-off series of like murder mystery stuff and it's like those are those were all thrillers in the 90s and stuff that would be great to one day go back and watch you know it's true i know it's true and like that's an that that example is tough because there are there are some like some examples in that category that are excellent and they are they might actually be like six episodes like mini series and stuff like that but well yeah like i loved mayor of east town right but like that felt like it deserved it felt like it wasn't the length. It was. The, it, it felt like it was the length it was because that's what it needed to be. And I think that's the thing with TV. And I think what streamers can benefit from that is it doesn't have to be on a schedule. It can be whatever they want. But then too many of them are rep, trying to replicate. Like, oh, six is the hot thing. Let's do that now. So you know, it's like do what serves the story. If it's three, if it's six, if it's twelve, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it must be divisible by three. <laughs> <laughs> prime numbers. Yeah, I actually used to do prime numbers instead. Um, all right. I th- I'm. We could jump in. I'm ready to yeah. talk TV. Yeah, let's do it. Let's jump into TV rankings for the first half here. Um, like I said, this is what I get the most excited about. Is usually where I have the most consumption. As far as hours uh, maybe it's music i don't know 
but that's a whole different part of my brain. This yeah. is just... Uh, I'm excited. Let's put it that way. Yeah. All right. Um, With TV. I'm, I'm ready. I'm time a- to shine, Danny. Excited. It's my time to shine. <laughs> Do you want to mm-hmm. kick it off then, Dan? Oh. Uh, Don't change that, Dan. As our leader for this one and only format, this is the only one on the leader. Uh, sure. I can kick things off. Um, it'd be cool if you were like, this is all on channel two, like, cause you're the presenter number two, like this is what we got, um, going on, on channel two, Danny's channel, something to think about. You, you can polish <laughs> that idea since you're the idea guy, but like maybe go with uh, channel two, um, that my channel, that idea already forgotten. I don't not, inter- not, not interested <laughs> and I'm going to forget about it completely. Thank you. Rejected. I guess. Okay. Thank you, I guess. But turn down in the room. All right. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, all right. Um, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I'm looking at my top five, and no surprise, most of them are from one network. <laughs> um, yeah, channel two. Yeah, channel two. Um, yeah, it's just how it goes <laughs> with my rankings typically in this show. But um, number five for Danny um third season of this show i thought it was the final season i thought they announced that but then i just i saw uh, an ad or instagram thing where they're coming back again for another season it felt like a series finale for sure it was excellent uh righteous gemstones is going here for danny Ah. um that's on max it's no longer hbo max it's max the streaming service hbo it's max you're wrong um Twitter and HBO. It's uh, right. It's season three, Righteous Gemstones. Do you guys watch it? Have you watched it? This is at the top of my list of things to watch, mostly just because of Tim Baltz, Edie Patterson, and Lily yeah. Sullivan are three of my like favorite people. That's the one thing. It's a. It's like the one thing I want to highlight about this show in general, like as it's evolved. Um, Edie Patterson and Tim Baltz. Them as a couple, it's the funniest part of the show. It's so, so mm. funny. Like, um, also a, I mean, maybe people do talk about, I was going to say, like, not talked about. Maybe I don't really follow the chatter of this show, <laughs> really. So maybe it is talked about. The The costuming, the wardrobe in the show is is, right. is a part of the humor. Is It's amazing. It's so good and so funny. Um but um, yeah, for those unaware, it's a you know, show about a fictional show about a mega church. Um, you know, feels very based on like uh, like Austin or, or or something or um, Jim Baker. Yeah, wait, Austin's a mega church guy, right? Yeah, but he's not. He's not like a revivalist like that. He's like a. It's not like a show. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's um right, but it's a super wealthy family that run a mega church, and it's. Danny McBride, um, you could tell it's his sense of humor, but is he? He's not the funniest part of the show, but that's what makes it really good, right? Because I think right. the previous mm-hmm. shows it was kind of more about him being just like ridiculous. This is about honestly. I mean, a lot of his stuff is is ridiculous and very funny. And this stuff too, but like I said, his sister Edie Patterson plays Judy Gemstone, and Tim Baltz is her husband, and their whole dynamic. She's so funny. I didn't know. She's I didn't, out of her mind. I didn't know about her before the show, and it's just so. Well, you funny. saw her on Vice Principals. 
Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. She was on Vice Principals. That was my yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. That's where I got the first taste of how funny and like just crazy she is. But John Goodman, not a funny character in the show, but is fantastic as he so always good. is. Yeah, he's the best. Adam Devine is excellent in his role. He like I love Workaholics. He's, he's stepped up in like in the, in this role in this show. Uh, Cassidy Freeman is Amber Gemstone. It's Danny McBride's wife on the show. She's really good. Like everybody's so good. Um, and then Walton Goggins is in there, and he's good in everything right. he's in. I, like he's yeah, he's one of the best like character actors I think out there. Uh, Goggins, he's so good. Um, best supporting veneers. <laughs> um, but yeah, quality season of a hilarious show, but also a very smart show and like just so much insanity in this season. and it, like i said this season felt like the f- series finale like the way it ended it's like all the family dynamics it was like really just good and kind of heartwarming at the end like it kind of mm. should have ended it i actually don't even know why there's gonna be another season but you know Ugh. that's what happens i'm out <laughs> oh because i said heartwarming dave is out um yeah dave i think you would genuinely really really like this show no. You would. My dad watches it sometimes. I, I see him watch it. He laughs. I wish I could be laughing with my dad. <laughs> but I go, got to go upstairs and record the podcast. Can't spend time <laughs> oh, that's why you don't watch the show, because of the podcast. The Inglorious Gemstones. Um, <laughs> but, no, I, I do want to watch it. I should return to comedy, like, um, narrative like shows i feel like I'm, I'm i haven't really been on that in quite some time so i really do want to give the show a chance oh and this season featured uh steve zahn as a new character excellent oh, i was hoping you're gonna say stevie van zant <laughs> no no little steven you know i would have mentioned that right away if he was on the show okay because <laughs> he's better than bruce <laughs> My official take on Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band is Stevie is better. <laughs> sure. Who's up next? Me? Yeah. Channel three? Yeah. Want to change the channel to channel three, maybe? Channel three. Channel three. How would we call Danny like Dansney Plus or something? Dansney <laughs> maybe we can go off of like streaming platforms with the names. Dansney Plus. Put, put, Dan's knee get plus. your microwave ready for your TV Danner. Uh, yeah. d- it's to eat while you turn on Danny Plus. Danny Tanner, that's a big TV name. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, cut it out. I think of what my name could be, but we'll we'll keep thinking. I, no need to announce the name of my channel quite yet, my network quite yep. yet. But we are here. It is number three. Don't change that, Daniel. <laughs> Always been wanting to say that. Um, I forbid it. So number five for me, uh, I like Brand. I like Brandon. I like Brandon, but <laughs> I also similar to Brandon. Um, didn't watch too much TV, and I even like. I, I think I I wrote down eleven different things I watched this year, and some of them are only like partial watches, <laughs> so they hardly even count. Uh, number eleven, of course, the Academy Awards. The uh, this no slap, the slap. The year after the slap. Just... No, the year post slap, where they were commenting on. No, the, 
But the slap wasn't this year. No, the slap. What was it like? I thought the slap was in 2023. No, no, that was last year, man. What happened? They were they were making fun of the slap oh, this year. Yeah, God, it's already. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> I think I wrote down the yeah. slap. <laughs> in, <laughs> you did? I think I did. As favorite TV moment? No, it's just like a thing to mention. <laughs> okay. They, I mean, it still was relevant because they they were making fun of it now this year. Okay. Um, but number five, I'm gonna say Survivor season. Is it forty? What was the not the most recent one, Brandon? The one before that, earlier this 44. year. Forty four. Forty four. Okay. Yeah, that one I saw in full. Um, I remember who won, but I won't spoil it. <laughs> uh, but it was a pretty, it was a pretty fun season. It was like. Definitely fun characters. Maybe not the best strategy, but uh, yeah, it's something I watched in full, and I gotta say, I was entertained. Okay, yeah, um, Carolyn, <laughs> one of the best uh, people on the show. In a, yeah, in a long time. Just a very singular person entity on the yeah on CBS. Um, yeah, and then you know some of my friends and I and coworkers we. We watched the finale at the theater. Big screen. It was kind of fun. Um, oh, that's fun. I forget if anybody... I forget if we did a... Uh, a uh, what's it called? A draft? I don't think we did a draft this year, mm. but uh, it still was a fun time to watch. Haven't watched this most recent season. That's why it's not on there. So I don't know if I would would have liked this new season more or not. That's what I got. Yeah, I really liked 44. And this is going to kind of segue into my number five pick i don't know why i don't include survivor when i'm thinking about this especially because what my number five pick is about to be but maybe because i've just been watching it for 20 years that i'm just like it's just kind of just like a part it's a constant yeah like so it's it's hard to like for it to stand out as like whoa that was like yeah the tv moment of this year exactly it's just kind of like a part of a part of my life um but uh my number five for this year uh is survivor adjacent for sure it is season one of house of villains (laughs) you know about this no. Is this the 007 thing? No. No, okay, never mind. All right. No, it is... Because so, that was also a thing, but I didn't watch it. Yeah, no, I did not watch that. House of Villains is on E. Um, it is a reality competition show of some of the best villains in reality TV history to wow. see who will be the best villain. So, starring uh, Johnny Bananas from... Real World Road Rules. Classic. Uh, Johnny Fairplay from Survivor, Pearl Island is the one who said his grandma died. um, Oh. Like early on. I didn't watch that, but I know I've seen that clip before. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um, Corinne from The Bachelor Season 21. Uh, New York. Tiffany New York Pollard was on it. Nice. Jax from (laughs) Vanderpump. Uh, Omarosa. Uh, someone from Love Is Blind, Bad Girls Club. It it was so. Oh, and and Joel McHale uh, was the host. So <laughs> freaking corny what the hell? and cheesy. Is this talk soup. <laughs> uh, really, it it was it was honestly a lot of fun. Uh, it 
it was it was really silly. Um, was this weekly viewing with friends? N- not, I mean, we were watching it simul like simultaneously, Got like, yeah. but not weekly. But yes, because I I did fall a little bit behind, and then I ju- it, it just ended, um, and so I I caught up to that. Um, it was a blast. It was really fun, really dramatic. You know, everyone was you know playing up that you know they were the best villain, um, <laughs> and all that. Um, Johnny Fairplay like cried when they went bowling one episode, and he's they had a pinball machine because he loves pinball. I mean, he just was playing it up like he's just being an idiot. But um, yeah, uh, House of Villains. <laughs> uh, no, it's great. It's Doctor Gregory. It's 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 in like in like the TV's house. So H O H O U S E. Got it. Okay. House M D. Yeah. Gotcha. Now I just thought of a name of Brandon's nickname since he like you know he tends to be the most in line with the critically acclaimed stuff, the prestige stuff. We'll give him the nickname or his channel, the Criteridon Brannel. <laughs> Very nice. Criteridon Brannel. Criteridon. Channel channel one. Channel one. All right. Ch- uh, channel Dan? one. Thank you. <laughs> Tuning from channel one to channel two. Um, so We're flipping. I will be doing a um, somewhat speedy run of my full list of shows that I watch, full ranking at the end. I always do that. It mm-hmm. is 26. 26 wow. TV items. Shit. Yeah, dude. I don't fuck around, dude. I don't fuck <laughs> around, dude. I don't know what character that is. Maybe that's like... It's kind of California. It's a little Southern California. <laughs> yeah. But there's something else in there. I don't <laughs> skater, skater, like BMX guy. Uh, it is season four of Barry. Season four of Barry. The final season of Barry. That's not TV. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, Brandon, do you watch this, right? No, yeah, I'm kidding. I know. I knew Brandon's into this. Okay. Um. Excellent. Um. You know, it was earlier in the year. Maybe I, maybe I could even rank it higher. Um, it, it was excellent and like just really smart. Just such a different thing for a show. Um, you know, uh, Bill Hader is a hitman. It's but it's so much more than that. <laughs> like the show, it's um, dark comedy, as dark as it gets. Pretty much, like for the most part. Um, uh, he's excellent, but I mean, is he the best part of the show? I, I don't know. Sometimes he is. Sometimes these other characters t- take take over and are just unbelievable. Stephen Root. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. I mean, he's he he might be the best character actor there is. He's Stephen Root is in, is so good. He is probably the best that guy ever. Yeah. Um, I think Bill Hader by default is the best part of the show just because I think it's such a accomplishment directing wise. Right. To, yes. Correct. Like. It's just so good. Um, Sarah Goldberg, who plays Sally Reed, is so fantastic at being Incredible. just so hateable and, and like, um, <laughs> like, like just, just awful for a lot of different reasons. Noho Hank, one of my favorite TV characters ever, maybe. Um, Anthony Kerrigan, Henry Winkler, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Darcy Carden is really good in this show too. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah. In, yeah. Um, 
there's so many other like characters, but like this season in particular was amazing. You know, I guess kind of a spoiler that the fast forward thing they do uh, towards the end of the show is very clever. Oh, and yeah, I hated that. And I wasn't expecting it. Dave didn't watch. Um, <laughs> wasn't expecting it. Also, one of the best moments in this season was like, it was like the third or fourth episode. This season starts with Barry in prison. And like the third or fourth episode is when he gets out and it's with Fred Armisen. The, Brandon, remember, the scene with Fred Armisen? Uh, it's it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's it's unreal. Guillermo del Toro is in that episode too. Yes. We talked about, that's right. We talked about this yeah, earlier in yeah. the year when it was on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just amazing. Like every season always has like like one episode that's like, like a holy shit. Like yeah. what a creative different thing. And um. Oh, but th- this—I mean, I'm not even mentioning him. He's so terrifying and so good. Is um from The Wire. He's really good. Um, oh, Bunny, yeah, yeah, excellent. I don't know what is his name in real life. I'm forgetting it yeah, as well. Me too. R- Robert Wisdom. Robert Wisdom. Yep. Yeah, he plays Jim Moss. Yeah, he becomes a big part of the show. There's really not much more to say without like diving into like each episode of the show, which we're not doing. Yeah. But like, I mean, no, it's it's so just unique. It's its own thing. There's nothing like this, and it's a show I'd recommend anybody watch. It's a, it's a little dark. It's a little heavy, um, intense, but that's what kind of what makes it so new, uh, unique. Um, yeah, that's number four for Danny. Number four Solid. on channel two. Hmm. Flipping to channel three. That's six overall. Um, good, good pick. Haven't watched Barry. Maybe we'll get to it one day. I don't think so though. But um, <laughs> he plays a hitman. But I heard the show is a hit too. So very cool, Dave. Dave, um, plenty of TV I would never recommend to you. These first two I said I'm recommending to you. I, I mean, I, they're they're both excellent. Uh, Righteous Gemstones and Barry. Yeah. I might get to it. Who knows? Maybe I'll become like a really big TV guy next year. Um, <laughs> it could happen. All right. Number four. This is a show that came out earlier in this earlier in the year. I'd say like first quarter, maybe like maybe like early second quarter. And um, there was a period when I was kind of maybe thinking, yeah. Like I just said, I, I'm maybe a TV guy. Like I'm watching a series all the way through pretty pretty early on in this in the in the year. And uh ultimately wasn't very reflective of my watching habits, but I watched a show called Swarm. Have you seen it? Swarm? No, I wanted to though. No, I don't think I know what this is. Swarm. Okay, so that was a show. God, was it on Hulu? I can't, I think, I can't even remember what it was on. I think so. <laughs> oh, Barry is on HBO, by the way. Me, Barry is on the... Max HBO, by the way. Don't think I said that. Swarm is on Prime. It was on Prime. Okay, Swarm was a Prime original show. Um, it was about this girl who is a like diehard fan of a fictional pop star. Um, it's a miniseries created by someone we talked about off the air, Donald Glover, uh, in collaboration with Janine Neighbors, and stars Dominique Fishback as the main character. And um, 
yeah, it was, okay, seven episodes. Um, a lot of great guest starring roles. Like we had uh, Michael Jackson's daughter Paris in in one episode. Mm. Rory Culkin. Um, Billy Eilish makes an appearance. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, a show pretty much kind of like based off of the the Bayhive, right? The um, right. The fan base be uh, that surrounds Beyonce and their you know protective nature online. Like anybody says anything bad about Beyonce, they they rise up and attack. They swarm. So the the title itself is like a reference to that swarming the Bayhive. Um, it was like a cool mixture of a just uncomfortable drama, kind of a satire, kind of a horror thriller thing um with a lot of cool like original music and just very very interesting performance by dominique fishback is it Um, from the perspective of a fan yeah it's 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 like it's basically the perspective of her and she kind of goes on like a you know a bit of a rampage. I won't say like what exactly happens, but, but like a lot of crazy stuff. But she she's a super she's, she's a super fan of this artist. She's a super fan of this artist. You know, becomes obsessive in a got it. Okay, in a unhealthy got way. It, got it. Okay. Um. Cool. And yeah, stuff happens as a result of this obsession. But yeah, I only knew her from Judas and the Black Messiah. Right. right. Um. I know she's in other stuff too. But really great performance. It's so, so unusual and, you know, uh, sometimes like very unflattering. And vi- I just thought it was such a cool, almost brave performance. Like it was, it was just so out there. And uh, would re- recommend as a, since we're all fans of music and popular culture, it was, a, I thought, it was a pretty cool miniseries. It, it definitely was at the top of my list of things to watch and then I kind of like forgot about it because it was earlier in the year and then when I saw it pop up on all the lists I was like oh shit that's right cool I I didn't know about this at all um Swarm season cool. one well maybe well, maybe not season one maybe just that's it um great channel three flipping back to channel one flip it back yeah flip it back flip it back uh go back around uh, for me, number four, Don. uh, is, and this is kind of, again, indicative of my list where it's like in other years, this probably wouldn't have made the top 10 and I did like it, but it wasn't, uh, as much as I wanted it to, but, uh, the fall of the house of Usher, um, is my number four, the, um, oh, nice. uh, Usher. The the oh my gosh the Flanagan the the Flaniverse the Michael Flanagan verse on Netflix of all his like horror shows, um where Midnight Mass was one of my favorite things oh, in the that's last couple right. of years that's right yeah yeah um so what this was basically who any anyone who didn't see it it basically was like Succession but horror and based on Edgar Allan Poe. I was like, oh, each episode's going to be like a Poe story. I was like, I don't know if that's going to be. It's just like more of this like IP mining stuff of, you know, American literature or whatever. But 
they did it really, really well where Bruce Greenwood, well, and, and Flanagan has this kind of like stable of actors. Carla Gugino plays kind of the villain. She plays basically, uh, well, I, actually, I don't want to say that, but uh, Bruce Greenwood is like the patriarch of this very rich family. Bad things start to happen. And you have references to the black cat, um, like just like, a you know, a bunch of different Poe stories woven throughout as his family dies, basically. And it's like an, an investigation about what happened, but there's like supernatural things happening as well. Um, just really fun. Uh, the f- second episode is one of the best like horror TV things I've seen. Um, I really, really love that. Again, it wasn't like Midnight Mass where that just like knocked me off my feet with like uh how profound it was this was more just kind of like fun but it was just better than i thought it was going to be based on the premise and i it could have been handled pretty corny and it was done really well so that's my number four fall of the house of usher i heard that was good didn't no didn't watch it i did not watch it um i know one of my coworkers is reading a bunch of edgar Allan poe short stories because she watches the show mm. and uh, I like that, you know, I like that. It's encouraging people to read one of the America's greatest writers. So I won't watch, I won't watch the show, but I, I like what it's doing to uh, the public. It's like when that chess show got everybody to play yeah. chess. Yeah. Oh Queen's yeah. Gambit. What was it called? The one of Anya Taylor. Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Queen's Gambit. Very cool. Yeah, the fall of the House of Usher. A lot of Usher talk Didn't, this, uh, se- this what, season what of Dan and Bray Presents. What was the album? Yeah. What was the album version of that? Was that Raymond versus Raymond? <laughs> like the fall of the House of Usher? Uh, um, yeah. Okay, so my number... Oh, so, you know, your turn, Dan. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry to leapfrog. Your channel surfing. Your, Go to your channel, channel surfing too quick, bro. <laughs> On channel two. Yeah, All right, sorry. I'm embracing this dumb thing. This channel. <laughs> though my whole thing is not changing the Danel, but we're changing the Danel constantly. So constantly, constantly, changing, changing constantly, the constantly. All right, for my number three, we are exiting Max HBO. We'll be back though. <gasps> Spoiler. We'll be back. Um, and we're going over to FX slash Hulu. I never know which one. Chicken or the egg, yeah. chicken or the egg, sort of thing. <laughs> Never know, like right. wh- you know, where it originates. Don't know, but I watched these the FX shows. I'm watching on Hulu. They're on Hulu, but mm-hmm. I think it's originally an FX thing. Don't know. This show is very special to me. Um, I think I talked about the first season of the show. La- I think I had watched it when we did last year's show. I'm sure it was in my ranking. Yeah, no, definitely. But season two, and the show is going to keep going. This is a favor to me and Leslie's. Could it even move up higher in my rankings on a different day, a different season of the year? Maybe. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Not something I would really recommend to Dave. I don't think he'd be that into it. I don't think he would give a shit. Okay. Uh, it's The Bear, season two. Ah, oh, The bear. Uh, bear. I'll just say, I'll save the suspense to say this is also at my number Grr. three so we can talk about it here. Wow. <gasps> cool, Brandon. Awesome. So, oh, oh my okay. God, dude. The So... Did not think the show could get this much better than the first season than it did. It got way better. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, 
most I would say mostly because of some individual character arcs like we were talking about like mm. uh, cousin in particular here's the arc the season's amazing um well really from the first season it's it's these arcs that continue from the first season but mm-hmm. um uh Tina her arc I feel like an underrated part of the season her arc is amazing from the first season into this season she works in the kitchen Marcus uh the uh he does the the desserts his arc is really good but mm-hmm. you know Carmi Jeremy Allen White he's unreal and then there's all these other characters that just show up they're just so good whenever whenever Oliver Platt shows up I love it um nice. yeah uh the character yeah, IO is amazing in the show IO yes yes Sydney um oh my god she's fantastic and being a Chicago resident now the last few years this show they're it ups it, right? Yeah. It enhances it even more. They're filming at different restaurants that I've been to. I've been to, I think, all the restaurants that they're at in this show at some point. Um, a few of them in the- Have you been to the Bear? Um, No. The, like, where the beef place is? No. That that place, I've actually, no. I've never been to. Arby's. Oh. Um, right. Yeah, Arby's. <laughs> uh, but no, there's like other restaurants they're at. Like, there's a pizza place that me and Leslie were going to all the time when we lived in Logan Square, uh, which we, you know, we just moved. We don't live there anymore, but- Mm. Um, yeah, there, <laughs> there were a lot of like internet, like a lot of memes and stuff I saw, maybe it was TikTok kind of making fun of Claire, the, like the girlfriend character that gets introduced, Brandon, did you see some of the stuff kind of making fun uh, of how she is and like, mm-mm. it's very funny. I think she was genuinely, ve- I think it was a very good and needed addition to kind of his character. It, it was, I loved all of it, man. I mean, it just, it, it's intense. It's feel good. And Anything where a kitchen is the focal point, I'm in. I'm going to watch it. I like it. Yeah. I like it's, kitchen stuff. It's um, inherently compelling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love kitchen shit. Yeah, this is a show I would recommend to most human beings, except Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I love the bear. I think the only reason I have it at three is because, like... It, as much as I do love it, it's a, it's one of those shows, and there's a few things like this where I'm like, I I know I'll like it, but I don't have that like itch to just immediately throw it on. But once it's on, mm. I like it. Sure. But I definitely you're procrastinate. You continue it. to watch. I continue to but watch. But you're not like, something about it's like, I, I can get around to yes. it when I get around to it. Yes. Interesting. I have shows like that. It's like, I have this weird relationship with it. It's like, I've always enjoyed it every time it was on, but for whatever reason, I'm like resistant to, yeah, I mean, not resistant, but like, yeah. Yep. Totally. Not eager to watch. Um, I think I saw the first episode of, of the bear season one. <laughs> um, and I could have continued, but my life never panned out that way. Panda. Intended. Oh, nice. Very nice. Panda out. Panda and out um well dave so then hand out so like pan. we just we basically just picture and pictured there uh we were on channel two <laughs> we picture and pictured right, right, channel correct. one and so now we're going back to full screen channel three for dave's number three pick number three my three pick on channel three who this is meant to be I just want to make it clear. I said panned out because of like pots and pans, not because of not panda out. Oh, I thought that because of the bear. That makes like no a panda sense. Bear. Oh, I guess it does make sense. All right. Then <laughs> pun intended either way. Yeah, that's panned what I thought you meant. <laughs> or panda out. 
<laughs> and film, uh, camera, pan. Yeah. Oh, pan, pan, left and right, and uh, that's like channel surfing too, a little bit. Like you're going, yeah, to the next channel. It's kind of like a pan. If you watch a movie, yeah. Script. If you watch a movie on TV, right? it'll probably be transferred via pan and scan. Uh, there you go. Oh, pan and scan. All right. So speaking of <laughs> speaking of food, now this is one. This one might be a controversial pick because I I think either maybe Brandon doesn't really like this show. I forget, but um, it was it was a show I watched in full earlier this year, kind of like Swarm around the same time. It's that show on Netflix, Beef. I saw it, and um, I think I uh, generally enjoyed it. I liked a lot of the characters. Um. So, so you did you guys watch it? So your it? number three is something you maybe enjoyed. Is that what you said? No, no, I <laughs> did enjoy, but I'm like being a little bit hesitant because I feel like Brandon doesn't like it or or no, no, no. Think I haven't, I haven't. But seen I forget it. if you you saw it. I, no, I have not seen it. Oh, you it. haven't seen it. I heard it was awesome. It's I, all, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I haven't watched it. I, it's on my list. I I, I forgot. In I forgot head. about it. I, I need to watch it. Yeah. I'm I'm now I'm really mad because I did really want to watch this in my head. I combined. Beef and Swarm as one show. <laughs> and so when you just said Beef, mm -hmm. I forgot what it was. And yes, I forgot. I, both of those shows are ones I really wanted to watch and I forgot. So yes, please talk about Beef. I really okay, want okay. to watch Okay, you haven't this. seen Dave, it. No, okay. no. Dave, cool. the Bear is about a restaurant where they make beef. They make beef sandwiches. Oh, so maybe I would like that show because I did like segue. Beef. Uh, and I love Stephen yeah. Young too. Damn it. Yeah, that's he's, he's one of my favorites. Like that's, I pretty much love... His his characters, everything I've seen him in, I I love. It's like always like usually my favorite part of of that thing. Yeah. Um, but he's like one of the leads. So is Ali Wong, mm -hmm. and the premise is like they get into some kind of road rage incident. The two of them, um, that this leads into this like ongoing, uh, tit for tat revenge battle between the two of them. And they get like, it kind of is like there are two stories, um, separately. That and sometimes it, I mean, a lot of times it intertwines, mm. but like, uh, a lot of times they're like not on the screen together. Like they, they're kind of living their each other's individual lives, mm. but um, their their lives, their life is now, their lives are now linked because of that initial road rage incident. At the beginning of the episode, uh, beginning of the show, I think it's like ten episodes long. Sometimes gets a little surreal. Mm. Uh, definitely very dark, extremely dark show. Um, very funny, very uncomfortable. Some amazing like side characters, and um, uh, Stephen Yun. You know he does. <laughs> he um, plays a version of a. Incubus song, Incubus song, Brandon, <laughs> at his Korean church, um, which is an, was an, an amazing version of, this, of the song. Um, which song? And Drive, of ah. course. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I, for, I don't know why I thought you didn't like it. I mean, I, I just like I thought I saw you like something that was anti it or something, but um. Anyway, I I would recommend it if you haven't seen it. 
just for your uh, enjoyment of Stephen Yun uh, alone. And I thought the story was pretty interesting. Uh, Will there be a second season? I hope not, kind of. I think it wraps up very nicely. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure it'll, you know, it would be fine to continue the story. But I thought it worked really well as like a a 10-part miniseries. Yeah, that's going Produced by A24, too. That's like a... Right. They're they're um, in the news. Right to the top of my list. Um, Cool. Yeah, and and like largely Asian cast. And... um, yeah, which was was also cool. It's like it's it's a it was cool that it was a show about like it wasn't necessarily the most defining aspect of the show that they that they were Asian, but most of the characters were. And I I, I just like kind of love that. It was like it's just a great show and the cast it it plays into it, but it's like more like they happened. They could have been any from any background, but I thought Right. um yeah, it was like a very cool, very cool show. I'm definitely putting that top of my list. Very excited to watch that. We're skipping my number three um, because we did it, which was The Bear. Do so, I go to number two then? Yeah, so let's go to your way? number two. You go to number two. Okay. Um, yeah, Brandon, I think, here. I think uh, you, moving right along. I think you watched this one too, Brandon. I think I remember us talking about it beginning of the year. Season two, or excuse me, number two, channel two. Uh, but season one, we're back in HBO, back in Max. It's uh, The Last of Us. That's number two for Danny. Did you watch The Last of Us, Brandon? Did watch it. You did watch it, yeah. Um, and I'll I'll oh. I'll again do uh, I'll save us some spoiling. It is and drum roll. Is it your number it did, two? It it did not make my list out of the seven things that I saw. You just forgot? No, I just didn't like it. Oh, you didn't? Damn! Wow, bummer. I loved it. It's my number two. Um, you know, I not... last of us is last. No, Brandon just didn't rank it at all. I guess that's no. Is that what you just revealed. It, no, I'm just yeah. Like it was like my least favorite thing. I think TV wise that I watched. Oh my god, man! You don't watch enough TV. Uh, <laughs> it was, I can tell it, you, it there's was, a lot it, worse out there. No, it's it, it wasn't bad. Talk about it because there's some stuff I really liked. But um, you um, first. were you not into the Nick Offerman episode? Because no, that was the that was the only worthwhile thing in the show. <laughs> No, see, like I disagree. I mean, that is the peak. That's the best. I mean, yeah, that's my it was favorite. An incredible, incredible episode of TV. It was, yeah. Um, I remember me and Leslie. And it wasn't in the game, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, Last of Us, uh, post-apocalyptic zombie thing, but it's different. They're not exactly zombie. Usually, zombies have to do with like a human. Like virus, this is more. This is, has to do with like, I'm going to explain this wrong, and I'm sorry. Mycelium, it's mushrooms. Right, it's right. It's like a plant. Fungi. It's a, yeah, fungi based thing that spreads and wipes everyone out. And supposedly, it's like the most realistic way that this could happen. That's what people say. Like if there, if this is going to happen, this is how it would happen. That's what. So I've heard. So it's true. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, based on a video game that you know I didn't play, and I you know most people, not Brandon, most people 
say it's an amazing adaptation of it that they nailed it and then some right and then they added like their own things to it everything was really good um i thought it was awesome me and leslie appointment television you know for us weekly love really look forward to it pedro pascal is the man bella ramsey is amazing and it's really it's most of the show is them too but yeah, but then you get these like kind of one-off like the and these other characters get introduced like in different episodes but the one-off episode with nick offerman and murray bartlett um from the white Lo- from the first season of the white lotus you know, if you haven't seen it, you know, I'm not going to say anything else, but the episode that revolves around them too is powerful, incredible yeah. television where I don't cry watching TV. I, I teared up a little bit watching that. Yeah. It was it's very emotional, really something like it was like a very amazing thing. And that stood out, but I love the whole show. I, I, I thought it was really intense. It was a really cool, unique zombie thing. Um, loved it. Can't wait for the next, for the next season. I just, I was I was gripped. I was in all the way through. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to like shit. I like it was really well done. It just and and this is like the stupidest criticism to levy at it. But one of my least favorite things in movies that I feel like and and shows that don't have a good plot is they feel like video games. It's just like, let's just like because video games have become so cinematic that's like become like a separate genre of action storytelling is let's just get to point a and point B from point B like, and so every week I just was like, well, I don't well, care. Pressing a and pressing and B exactly. on our yeah. remote on our, on our controllers. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really feel compelled by the characters except for the Nick Offerman and the, and the, the family that they run into. Um, I enjoyed those characters, which was, that was a pretty tragic. Brandon. Yeah. I wonder if you um, picked up a Xbox controller or something and like had it in front of you while you were watching the show and you felt like you were like, you know, controlling the the, the movements of the characters. And yeah. Well, I, I wonder if that would have made you like it more. Maybe. And I, I do I actually wonder if I, if I played the game, if I would have liked it more. Obviously, a lot of people liked it who didn't play the game. Um, but that's mm. just a very specific thing that in the past I have been annoyed by is stuff that feels like a game. So when I watch something that like literally is a game, it's just like, I, right. I, I just f- felt it a little um, uncompelling. That's all. Really well done though. All right. So that's Dan. That's your number two, The Last of Us. Uh, okay. My number two is a little thing that came out on the Max channel. The Cinemax channel. <laughs> That's right. Came on like, uh, let's say 11 p.m. Parents fell asleep. I'm watching. No, Scram- scrambled. Um, scrambled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it was it was loud and clear. Um, okay, so the show <laughs> that I'm talking about is HBO Max's Telemarketers. Three part. I think it was a three parter too, right? Or was a or was it a four, a four parter? Dan. Um, good question. Three, three. Each each part was like two hours, something like that. I don't think that. You don't think long, it was that long? It was like, okay. It was like almost movie length. Yeah. yeah. I was hoping. I was really, really hoping this would it. come up. Keep going. Okay. 
Brandon's uh, about to make a telemarketing call. He's got to hop yeah. off. Um, I was hoping this would come up, Dave. It didn't make my top five, but I obviously watched it. And yeah. I was super, super into it. Yeah. Yeah, super interesting story. Um, and it, uh, since a lot of it takes place in New Jersey, I felt also that connection to it. Um, it's a true story. It's a documentary series about uh, this one telemarketing company in New Jersey and a couple of the callers. They're there. They're kind of like in weird places in their lives. They're kind of like fuck-ups, um, misfits. And it's a kind of a shit show in there, like kind of a lawless shit show. Like they're just drinking. They're doing drugs in there. They're just like goofing off. Um, so like at first it's just like a kind of a weird fun hangout for them, but then they kind of get invested in what's going on behind the scenes with this company. Um, and they learn that there's, they pretty much become investigators and like really, uh, crack into like what the hell they're doing, who they're making calls for, um, very very interesting funny yeah sad at points um it's just like i'm trying to say it in like a respectful way it's it's exactly who you would think would work in it for a telemarketing company in in like shithole city new jersey okay like it is like these classic looking like men and women and the show ends up kind of honing in on just one guy and he he's yeah. a star. This dude is a star. He was like it was the perfect person to like highlight in this documentary. He's not the documentarian. He's kind of he gets kind of pulled in. Um, but he's a really he's really he's, like he's the, a really good investigator. But he's also a really good telemarketer. <laughs> like he's like excellent at his job. He is. He's an amazing yeah. telemarketer. Yeah, Brandon, you you didn't um, watch telemarketers? Patrick, it, J. it's Pestis. a must. It's a must. You have to. Um. Patrick Pespis, yeah. And um the show starts out in like 2007, but then it like skips around, like it bounces yeah. around like different years, but that's like kind of when when it starts. Um yeah, I really enjoyed watching it. it. I mean, also, okay, the actual company what they have a script that they read where they're asking people to donate to these charities and yeah, and they kind of mm-hmm. it becomes clear, like, and they realize early on, like, are these charities even real? That was Where part was of it on your list, Dan? Did you say? I'm sorry. No, uh, it wasn't in my top five. I put it at number eight. Telemarketers. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Sorry, Dave. If you want to say more about it, so top ten. Um, no, I mean, it's just what they uncover is wild. It's super, like thorough I, I would say like by the time you get to the end of it, you're like whoa they that's i can't believe all that happened in in this series um and there's a lot of twists and turns and i think it, yeah like what dan said it's, it's a span of like at least 15 years right like, the footage yeah of where they start to where it ends yeah it's a guy that just um, working there decided to start filming everything because he knew that this it, it was going to be it could right. make a good story and a good documentary, but I think well, he films for for one reason. He films just for the like the craziness of it, right? Like, that's how it's just starts. documenting yeah. like the wild 
atmosphere of this this company yeah where it's just kind of lawless and then he gets interested in like telling a real like a more important story correct right um and like yeah. but this good without revealing too much when you start to get into like the police unions that's when it gets like really yeah. juicy and it's like holy shit what are they uncovering absolutely here? you know and it's but what makes it so amazing and unique is like it's this guy who's very <laughs> pathetic and not very smart trying to be a serious investigative journalist right and he's like that he's not good at it and like it's it's like also yeah it's about him it's about him. like he kind yeah. of always was like like a kind of a fuck up now it's like kind of like his turn like her his chance like right in his like you know 40s and 50s to finally do something with his life so he takes it very seriously but yeah. it's also like kind of a mess you're definitely rooting and, for him like definitely watching the show like you like you like, yeah it's oh, it was it was great maybe i should god maybe i should have ranked it higher it was really good yeah and it's, it's produced by the safety brothers that's another thing maybe that will get some people in uh telemarketers says dave's number channel 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 three two yeah. on channel three so my number two i have a feeling is going to be dan's number one <laughs> okay um, and the only reason it's not number one is because of my number one. I know that sounds like a stupid thing to say, but it's, this is not a demotion of this show. It's a promotion of the other show. Yeah. Uh, but mine is Succession season four. Um, so we're well past the end of the, at least season three. I'm not going to really spoil anything in season four. When season three ended... And I will say the character name for the sake of maybe who, someone who hasn't seen it. But there's a character who could have died at the very end. You know what I'm talking about, Dan? Yep. In the pool. Oh, yeah. I thought that character should have died at the end of season three and that it would have made the most incredible ballsy move to then go into season four with that happening. Right. Now... What we got was, like, don't get me wrong, was still great. Like, <laughs> right. they did an incredible job with season four, but there still is just a part of me that would have loved to have seen specifically Logan have to deal with the repercussions of that character dying at the end of season three. Yeah. And I really, really think that would have made the most compelling version of that story. Per, that's just kind of my opinion looking back on it all in retrospect then you fucking produce it <laughs> then you make you can fund the money you make that happen season four brandon's way yeah. but until then shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm kidding but really who, good who was that How, yeah I, who was that i don't know it was D davy van zant or there's something yeah, Davey van Zandt. <laughs> no i haven't seen it i haven't i haven't seen um it. I want to. I do want to watch the show, though. Yeah, that's so. I didn't want to say too much, but I mean the the episode of this season. You know, I think uh, I guess it was number um, like three. Connor's wedding. Yeah, number yeah. three. Yep. Yeah. So we. I said it. I said it about um, Last of Us, and I said it about the bear. But this probably was the best episode of TV. Well, second for me, number two of the year. This episode was just like absolutely thrilling you didn't know what was happening for a bit um funny all the characters are just so 
well fleshed out. I think the the other issue I have with the show, and it really bore out in the tail half of the season, is like I don't know what the fuck is going on, and I don't care about the <laughs> the mergers and the business deal. Like, because the the show really is about the characters, and so I think that's kind of another thing that kind of. Uh, I think the show suffers from time to time is the logistics of that. But uh, I mean, just all the, everyone who's seen it knows the characters are so good. Tom is the best. Um, yeah. Just one of the funniest characters yeah. ever. And um, one of the best, I mean, they all have amazing arcs, but his is like, his is crazy. His is cr- uh, like incredible. You know, you saw it um, kind of happen at the end of season three. Yeah. One of one of the best. I mean, in a year that used Alex, in two years that have used Alexander Skarsgård just so incredibly well. Last year and this year, things just using him to the best of his abilities. He is so good um, in this season. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, I was going to mention him. Um, yeah, I mean, this, I mean, yeah. This is my, of course, this is my number one. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, of the year. Um, I I want to watch the whole show again. I think this is the best season. <laughs> I think I've been, I keep saying that about really? every season. I think it was. I think it was my favorite, dude. Like I once episode whatever it is three happened. Three. Dude, I was obsessed with the direction of the show after that. I thought it was so interesting. We finally get the succession, right? Uh, you know, and like and the planning and the scheming of what that looks like and the. The series finale was perfect. I thought it was, it was great, perfectly executed. Like that last scene, like, but mm-hmm. not just the last scene. Like when they were they were um, at the house, like, and they're getting along the night before, and it's like, <laughs> oh, ha, ha, ha. like the 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 light to dark, like the, and then, yeah, you know, it doesn't it makes no sense unless you've seen it. But like the transition of the final episode and them all the family all getting along and then the boardroom happens and it's like nope this is who they really are don't forget this is who they actually and like it's uh it's um yeah i'm just blown away jeremy strong is unreal yeah i Um, I wanted to say about jeremy strong real quick because there was a lot of hubbub over him this year with you know um on the one of the bonus you know at they always do like the look back at the episode and he said the dramaturgically which is like a you know an acting term and everyone was like ripping on him for being so you know fucking highbrow and whatever and it's like you know what i don't care come on i don't know he's good enough he's good enough to do that okay no but that's my point but my point is don't you want the people making the shit you like to care about it and like nobody really cares more than that guy (laughs) he cares too much and if that's the performance he's going to give and that's what's going to lead him there then yes let him do whatever the fuck he needs to do um and everybody shut up and also he plays the rules in the movie uh serenity which is the funniest thing of all time um he literally plays character that is the rules of a game. Um, <laughs> and he Great. takes it as seriously as he does succession. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Siobhan, Sarah Snook, Unreal. Kieran Culkin Kieran, gets, gets Kieran, better. And, he got better and better every Kieran season of the show. Man. Was so, oh, yeah. so good. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's, so my, that's my number two. Yeah, that was my number one. I guess we go to Dave for his. So Dave's number. Let's go to Dave's number one then, and then I'll say my number one. Yeah. Okay. So 
Um, first of all, I've had this time as you were talking about a show I've never seen any seasons of. A lot of time to think and go through a list of streaming um, platforms. Think of what is my channel called? Mm. <laughs> we had the, the name of Dan's channel, Dan's Knees Plus, Dan's Knee Plus. We had a name of Brandon's channel, uh, channel number one, the Criterion Brannel. <laughs> and now we reveal the name of my channel. Amazon DV. D oh, DV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like free. Free. DV. What about Stinsney? What so, about uh, DV? D E E V E E. What, what, would Stinsney Plus be better? Stinsney? Stinsney. <laughs> no. Stinsney Plus. Oh, sure. Okay. No, yeah. Dan Stinsney Plus. Never mind. I like Dansney, though. I like Dansney. Okay, so. My number one is, yeah, the third season of this show came out a few months ago. I know we all have watched it together. How to with John Wilson season three. Right. Dave brought um, brought us that show on this show, uh, however right. long ago, two years ago? Two years ago, yeah. probably. Yeah. And again, it's like I, the, I don't watch TV, but I watch John Wilson and a few other things each year. Like when it comes out, mm -hmm. I'm not a huge viewer. So maybe if I saw Succession, Barry, Last of Us, those would all be better than John Wilson, perhaps. But since I don't watch that crap, <laughs> I can say how great John Wilson is. Um, and I thought the season was very poignant. It was a lot of crazy moments. Um, was this? I the can't season even remember what the. What the uh, subjects were this year but i know I remember, remember one about the toilet um, is the first one. Oh yeah the, the, the cryo cry, yeah. cryogenic sorry how do you say it cryogenic cry cryogenic <laughs> wait that oh yes yes oh my i forgot about this it's the whole company that was that insane you yeah. pay them to keep your body on ice and it's like this whole community but it feels like such a like a pyramid scheme or something right like yeah um. Yeah, the cryogenics thing was crazy. The bathroom thing is the energy drink thing this season. Was that the second season? Dave, remember the mansion? The guy that has the energy oh, drink. Wait, yeah. What season oh, is? Oh, yeah. That? that might be the. That might be season two. No. Um. Because that was nuts when he goes to that mansion. Wait, is that the? Was that last season? It might be season two. See, like this is. But, I, but this is why I didn't rank was... John Wilson higher because I couldn't really remember everything but, right was that really that long ago because that was um 2000 that was 21 um, i don't know um but this yeah this season had how to find a public restroom right that was yeah. wild the end how to clean your ears how to work out how to watch the game how to watch oh my god the whole thing the, last the whole thing where the car explodes package. dave the thing where the car explodes you know what i'm talking about Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. That it was season that, two. Sorry. I just confirmed it was yeah. season two. Okay, but Dave, the that whole thing where it was he was talking about how things like whether or not they're fake or scripted, that was a that was so clever. It's okay it's all blurring together because it's all quality. It's like I feel like it hasn't tapered off in terms of quality and 
I remember thinking the it it will I got emotional like when it ended because I love the show and it's it's wrapping up. And it it increasingly definitely got more autobiographical. Yeah, this season especially. Yeah. This season in particular. Very much so. Which I enjoyed too. And um it's probably such a hard show to make, but it, yeah, every episode was quality. There was always like fun moments, some like disturbing moments. Uh, very clever show. Very, very, um, yeah, so just impressively made, I think. And there's no show like it, really. No, yeah, and I, I also loved the, the, the like getting autobiographical because i think what the thing i said last time and this is actually kind of the show that created the genre for me of shows i really like but other people put on like you you know i only like when you guys put it on was when i watched it and then it was the same here like steven would put it on too um but it's never i never like run to it but when it's on i love it you know like that's uh so and uh, I, so I, I did enjoy. It. I did forget that it was. Um, it is blurring together too, like we're saying. Like I, now that I'm realizing that was in 2021, the other episode with the the cult, the Nvidia or whatever. Like I can't believe that was that long ago. Yeah, um, I had it. It's my number seven. How to with John Wilson. So it was close. I definitely enjoyed it. Top ten. Um, yeah. yeah, top ten for sure. Um, yeah, again, incredibly unique thing, and I'm so happy Dave brought it to us. Um, I figured this would be your number one. I know how much you love I mean, I love it too, and it's my favorite show, yeah, to watch with others and to talk about with people yeah. that have yeah. watched it. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, I feel like a lot of these shows are just, you know, they become kind of like a personal experience. And I watch a lot of shows with Leslie, and we talk about it, but John Wilson's one where, you know, I'm, I'm going to text you guys you know about it and i think mm -hmm. we got lucas into it too mm -hmm. uh because it's, yeah. it's nathan produced and you definitely have that energy in a, mm -hmm. in a right. lot of, a little yeah. bit of the, the nathan energy right um i'm bummed it's over but it makes sense for it to end you're talking about like putting it together i, I can't imagine editing this show oh, that's yeah i get like yeah like i get like stressed out think about how daunting yeah. that must be to edit this kind of this show yeah where he I wonder what he does first. If he edits clips first, or if he does narration first, like it just sounds impossible. <laughs> right? Yeah. How does he do yeah. it? Um. Um. All right. So that's Dave's number one. Uh. So that just leaves my number one, which uh, I'm not going to really say too much about because we have talked about it, but we talked about it a little too long ago that I didn't want to bring it up. It's Barry season four. Yeah. I think I knew this. I think I remember you talking about it earlier in the year. I. Oh, right. The, the, the Rain Man theme song. It, it's just, I have, I don't know if I have laughed so hard over something that was so, <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like it was so targeted to me specifically superhero joke when they're making the show the scene where sally recites the lines backstage like there was just so many things where i was like and i i've heard hater talk a lot on podcasts about his love for scorsese and this and he's done a great job the whole time 
But this season I was like, I cannot wait to see his first movie. Like, I was just like, this guy is unbelievable with, like, just the most, like, unobtainable tone you could imagine where it's not like episode to episode. It's like, oh, yeah, this one's kind of funny and this one's dark. It's like moment to moment of the darkest shit ever. Yeah. And then the funniest thing ever, but not like slapstick or like it's not like quirky it's just like it just felt so authentic to life and like how these tones just happen because people are different you know so many times when people write these different characters it's all from the purview of the writer and what they want to say you know echoing through different characters but this was like these characters were interacting in only ways that they would interact and the things that would be said and the things that would happen it was surprising but not at the same time like like it was and not because of like plot reasons either it was just like because does does he people. write what what is his does he write everything what is does he direct i don't know if he wrote everything but he directs a lot of the episodes i'm gonna pull it up right now because i wasn't sure of his role but yeah i mean it's i love finding out that like somebody you already like is even more talented than you thought. Like it's, 100%. it's so great yeah. when that happens. And um, yeah, because I always just kind of loved him for how funny he is and how good at impressions so, he is. And so yeah. Hater directed every episode of this season. Okay. Or of yes, yes, of this season, and he wrote uh a couple of them. But the writing credit thing is they like typically rotate it. Like like I'm sure that he had a hand in all of it. Um. The way that it ends is so good. I'm just like, but what you said is exactly right. Bill Hader's, the, his level of talent is like, I'm just so blown away by him. And it was fucking scary too. That's the thing too. Like these moments, like the tone shifts are, but they're not like, again, they're not like, you're not like, oh shit. Like now we're here. Now we're here. It just is like scary, funny, dark, you know, twisted. Um, it, it, it was just masterful to me. Um, so that's my number one. Yeah. Mary. Yeah. I kind of figured, um, I loved it too. Like I said, yeah, maybe I could even rank it higher. Um, but I'm happy with my ranking in my top five. Now um, I think there's an yeah. elephant in the room we should all talk about because we actually, we've only kind of peripherally talked about it, but where are you all currently on the curse? Okay, so I I made a list of things that are in process for me right now, and that's one of them. It hasn't ended yet at the time we're right. recording this, right? So there was now, no. I'm only at episode three. Okay, um, I'm like two behind. I think so. I'm I'm definitely ahead of you. We've watched like and four I, or five. Yeah, and I love I love it. You're into it, yeah. I like I it too. It. it it's um. I don't even know I don't how to really explain want, it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about it yet. I don't want to talk about yeah. it. Yeah, but that's on uh, Showtime or Paramount Plus, The Curse. But okay. yeah, it's ongoing, so it wasn't eligible, I think. So my two yeah. that I started and have not finished but probably will make my list ultimately are Fargo and The Curse. Okay. Fargo is ongoing for me. That's the other show that's in process for me right now. Yes. New season of it's Fargo. Very good. Excellent, right? Yeah, it's good. Very good. I, I think I've only watched like three episodes so far. I have not, yeah. Um, um, it's good. And then I'll quickly just read my disappointed in myself because I've been a champion for these shows 
and I didn't continue them. Uh, reservation dogs and only murders in the building. I did not see oh. the most recent ones uh, of those. Um, and then my list of things that I would like to watch. Well, now I've added Beef and Swarm. Uh, Righteous Gemstones is on there. I'm a Burgo. I would like, really like to see Silo, uh, the other two, and Dead Ringers. I really, really want to watch uh, the David Cronenberg adaptation. Dave, any other shows you want to mention or wish lists before I go through my big list? Yeah, Dead Ringers is the big one. I didn't. I wanted to see. Did not see. I love Rachel really Weisz, and I, I love that movie. Um, yeah, the Cronenberg movie. But um, there was this like show called I Want to Rock on Paramount Plus. I didn't know if it was a documentary about hair metal or not, but it was like some hair metal type thing that I was like, I need to at least investigate what this is about for the for my uh, own. Uh, for my own purposes. I don't know why I phrased it that way. Um, uh, other than that, yeah, I do want to watch uh, Succession. I guess I'll check out Barry. I mean, you guys talked it up so much. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll try it out. Um, I want to shout out 2020 because <laughs> I watched a lot of that. Going to sleep with... Uh, you know, before bedtime with Lucy, we, we we would be watching that a lot. So, um, a lot of the new season, um, some crazy shit goes on in this world, bro. <laughs> Tell you that. And twenty twenty, that team, they do a great job covering it. I also saw the Murdoch Murders Netflix uh, documentary series. That's like a big one. Uh, I didn't watch that. I didn't finish Jury Duty. I think I've I think I've most mostly watched Depth versus Heard, but I've 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 fell asleep to that a couple times. Um <laughs> I don't know if it was good or not, but I watched it. Um what else? I wanted to shout out Tubi, my my favorite streaming <laughs> platform of the year. Tubi TV. Um I think it has the best placed commercials. It's a free app. Has a lot of movies, like older movies that I wanted to watch throughout the year. Was able to watch it on Tubi. I'm currently watching Miami Vice, and with uh, you know, it doesn't cost any money to make a subscri- uh, uh to start a subscription, and um, it but it does save your uh, where you are you where Progress. you are at in an episode if you um nice make uh. What was it? You, if you start a, if you do a username and login and whatever that's right. called, so I have that going on for Miami Vice. I started that show a few months ago. I'm only on episode twelve because I keep going to sleep to it. Like, so I'll watch like maybe like three minutes of it or like twenty minutes of it, depending yeah. on the night, how sleepy I am. Um, sometimes I watch a full episode, and what are there like two hundred episodes? Sometimes I. I fall asleep and then like the show keeps playing and it's, and it's like six episodes um, further into the, into the run and I'm waking up to that and I'll watch some of that. So like, it's very out of the, very out of order, very like a uh, <laughs> uh, cool thing I'm doing at night with uh, Miami vice. And I, I texted my two uh, podcasters about it. Saying what you guys watched it, I was saying how much I love the Edward 
uh, James Almost character. Zero reaction. I think it was Christmas like, Eve. Oh, cool, man. Good for you. Like, glad glad to know. I think it, it was like, on Christmas. It was like on Christmas. Dave, if you watch, oh, Dave, are you here? I think he's gone. All right, Dave got mad at us and then left the show. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, the other show that I didn't mention that I wish I mentioned, but I only saw like two episodes of is Kunk on Earth. Uh what what uh what service is that on, Brandon? Netflix. It, she's like a British. It's like oh, a. I heard this was really funny. It's I heard so funny. Yeah, I heard that was good. That was this. I year? only watched two episodes. That was that was this year. I guess so. Yeah, I just I I'm seeing that now. Um. All right, Dan. Why don't you read your list? Okay. Do you want me to go from? Do you want me to go from worst to best or best to worst? Uh, go best to worst. Best to worst. We already, okay. Yeah. Okay, so I said five is Righteous Gemstones. Here we go. Try and go quick. Number six, uh, Dave season three. Uh, the Little Dicky mm. Dave show. Excellent. Excellent season. So happy it came back. Really funny. That's on Just FX. read the list, Dan. <laughs> mm, no. Uh, seven, How To With John Wilson season three on HBO Max. Eight telemarketers season one and HBO Max. Dave, I'm just gonna keep going. Don't say anything. <laughs> All right, Dave is fully. This is the Danny appendix. All right, just read yeah, it. You're right. It's fine. Nine Black Mirror season six. I There's forgot. a couple, couple excellent episodes. There's one in particular. Did you watch it at all, Brandon? Black Mirror. I did. I completely forgot about it. Oh, you did. Oh, d yeah. Where would, would this be in your rankings at all? This season uh, of Black maybe, Mirror, maybe number six. The one like episode, House of the one episode, Aaron Paul. That episode, come on, really good. Maybe I didn't watch that. I don't remember. Okay, Just keep going. All right, um, that's number nine. That's on Netflix. Number ten was Loki season two. You should watch it, Brandon. It was good. I Disney didn't watch Plus. any Marvel shows. Loki was was good. I swear, I'm not even making that up. Loki, Loki was good. Uh, number 11 was Reservation Dogs season three on Hulu. Brandon, it's a must for you to finish it. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's the final season. Uh, this I just watched tonight. Uh, Stavros Halkius stand up special on Netflix is a new special. He's he's my favorite comedian of the year. Love Stavros. That's my number 12. Uh, number 13 is Jury Duty season one. Dave, you should definitely finish it. It was great. Um, really, I just cool. wrote. I just wrote. I okay. I'm sorry. I just wrote down because I've been keeping track of your list. I wrote down Jury Gilroy because the only thing I've seen is Lisa Gilroy's clip as the makeup person who is the funniest person on the planet right now. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, Jury Duty's a must. I would that like very good. Um, amazing idea. I probably should have ranked it higher. Number fourteen, What We Do in the Shadows, season five. It's on FX. Mm -hmm. Uh, number 15, the show dipped a little bit the second season, and now they're done. It got canceled. Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty, uh, season two on HBO Max. Uh, still enjoyed it, though. Number 16 was the John Early stand-up special called Now More Than Ever. Oh, I didn't. I saw it in person. I didn't need to go. I didn't on need HBO to watch Max. it on TV. It was really good. Did they do <laughs> I the did thing see it in person. It did, they do, did they do the thing in person where his parents are in the audience? Was that no. a thing? Okay, so that was just specific to the special. It was really funny. Okay. Um, number 17, Leslie would have ranked it a lot higher, but I enjoyed it. Platonic, season one on Apple TV+. Plus. That's oh, the... Uh, the love of my life. Uh, 
what's her name? Burn. Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne, Seth Rogen. Watch it, Brandon. I genuinely think I you, would, you would enjoy it. I know. I love her. It's funny. And Seth Rogen, I, I wasn't annoyed by him. I liked him in this show. Well, they had great chemistry in Neighbors. Yes, exactly. Um, he's a brewer. In the, like it's, it, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's good. Uh, I would definitely recommend it. Apple TV. Apple TV is quality. Um, a lot of good stuff. Ted Lasso, number 18. I know you guys don't care about season three. No, it's lovely. Uh, Ted Laszlo, come on. Uh, number 19 is Mandalorian season three on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I thought it was good. A lot of people have given up on it. I still think it's good. Uh, 20 is oh, where... Oh, I, forg- I did watch... Did I watch that? I think I did. Yeah, I guess I did. It's the uh, Mandalore. They go to his home planet. It's like that's what this season's about. Oh, yeah, and she's like waiting in the throne room. Just She, she happens to just be sitting there doing nothing, and he just rolls up at that particular moment. No, love that. Uh, that might be season. Never mind. Whatever. It is. Um, <laughs> number twenty is uh, the new season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, season sixteen. FX still funny, still sunny. Uh, twenty one is Welcome to Wrexham, season two. Um, I don't think you guys would give a shit about that. I love it though. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, Rob McElhenney, documentary series about the soccer team they bought. Uh, twenty two. Oh, Dave. Uh, no, you might find it too heartwarming. Somebody somewhere, season two, um, um on HBO. Max, uh, yeah, Jeff Hiller, and I'm forgetting. I can't remember her name. name. I can't remember her name. She's really yeah. funny. The show yeah. isn't like overly. It's just like nice. It's like a yeah. lovely. It's like a nice, lovely show. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty three uh, is the new season of Party Down on Stars. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Yeah, it was fun. There was some good moments. Um. 24 is a John Mulaney stand-up special on Netflix, Baby J. Not bad. Um, you know, he's talking a lot about being in rehab. It was kind of funny. Um, 25, Brandon, you mentioned the show. Worst season of the show by far, the other two, season three. Really bad. Really? Really okay. bad. Falls off a cliff. Oh, I never watched. I haven't seen any of the show. First season's the best. It, it kind of sucks after that, to be honest. But I, I finished it. I watched the whole thing. First okay. season was great. But after that, not really. And then number 26, the worst show I watched this year easily is Secret Invasion, uh, season one <laughs> on Disney+. Plus. Uh, the Marvel, it. Sam Jackson. Th- like, like, from what I've read, incredible source material, this show was such a piece of shit. And, like, they <laughs> they, they, they could have had... It's, it's so much to work with and so much cool stuff they could have done. Instead, it's what I was saying. They shoved this like big comic book story, a big Marvel story with yeah. big implications. Like Big stuff happens in this show, and they shove it into six episodes, and nobody gives a shit. Barely anybody watched it. Like Major characters in the Marvel Universe die in this right. show. Pissed me off. It, it wasn't good. Yeah. It, it was just, it's, just like, it's just a problem with Marvel right now. Like... They're trying to do too much. I think they are spacing things out a little better now. We'll see what happens, but I don't know. They fucked that up so bad. It really should have been good, and it was just, like, very bad. Not only was it the worst, it was definitely the most disappointing. Um, And then, okay, wish list, things I want to watch. Um, Oh, I, I, like, started Yellow Jacket Season 2 and never finished it. I heard it wasn't good. I like Same. Uh, on Showtime. Leslie tells me I have to watch Shrinking on Apple TV. She says it's great. Well, um, so that's another. So that's funny because like Tim Balls had a show called Shrink oh. on on uh, uh, CISO. He's made some comments about 
the Didn't, existence of shrinking. Interesting. Didn't know that at all. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I heard shrinking's great. Um, there's a new season of Below Deck Down Under. Got to watch that. Got to jump in. Um, oh, none of us mentioned this. I think you should leave season three on Netflix. I started it and just didn't finish it. Did you guys watch it? Uh, I saw some parts when I would. Yeah. Yeah. The same. I like started it and just never finished it. Um, yeah. You I don't know. Need to, we don't need to rehash that. I, I feel I I've, I've, I've never changed the way I feel about that. Show. I know you guys definitely are lower on it than I am, but yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um, Twisted Metal season one. Detroiters. I, got, I, I know. Detroit, I know. Detroiters rules. Twisted Metal, Brandon, with uh, Mike Mitchell. It got <laughs> renewed for a second season, so I'm in. Can't I'm gonna, believe it. I'm going to watch it. Like, I'm in. Can't believe it. I know. Uh, Star Wars, Ahsoka. I heard it was good. I'm going to watch it. I heard it was good. I'll watch it eventually. Uh, Invasion on Apple TV, I heard was awesome. Uh, I'm still upset over the show that came on after Lost back in the day called Invasion, ended after season one with William Fickner. So I don't know if I'm going to do that to myself. So you can't jump into a different Invasion show. Okay, yeah. I understood. Um, I, didn't, I haven't heard any person talk about this show, but I feel like I have to watch it because it's extended universe. Uh, the Continental uh, from the world of John Wick limited series. I have absolutely no interest in that. <laughs> um, I have. To I really want to yeah, watch uh, Reacher <laughs> just for fun. Oh, um, yeah. I heard it was good. Um, what was the other one I just saw that I was like, oh, I have to watch that and I forgot about it already. But we should go. No, I got no. Nope, um, I'm not done. Not done. Um, Gen V on Amazon Prime, the boys right. spinoff show. I have to watch that still because I love the boys. Um, the Trader Mo- season one I said before is really good. Season uh, two is going to be great. I want to watch Monarch Legacy of Monsters. The uh, yeah, I will watch that. <laughs> the Godzilla I'm definitely going to watch series, Apple TV. Yeah, I would strongly recommend you watch Platonic Brandon. I think you'll like it a lot. Um. I want to watch the new Birbiglia special, Netflix, Old Man in the Pool. I always like his specials. I've watched one full episode of SNL season 49. It was the Christmas episode hosted by Kate McKinnon with musical guest Billie Eilish. Uh, I enjoyed it, but from what there's I've been heard... Some good, there's been some good stuff. Oh, oh the the Ego Wodum uh, sketch, I think, was from last year, and that's one of the best sketches in SNL in a very long time. Which one? She's cutting the steak at the table. Is it a Christmas with thing? With Pedro Pascal. Oh, oh, no. oh, Pedro Pascal. I didn't watch that whole episode. I saw like one or two sketches of Pedro that were really funny. Um, I don't know what sketch you're talking about, unfortunately. I'm sorry. It's really funny. Um. Oh, and then we said in process, yeah, Fargo season five, The Curse season one, and then we just started Below Deck Sailing Yacht Season 4. Excited to keep going on that. Yeah, that's all of it. Great. Well, we will be back uh, after this break. What? I don't know. We've never done that before. We're going uh, to we're gonna fix Dave's connection, and we'll, uh, we'll talk about the movies in 2023. So stay tuned. Stay tuned, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Bye. Don't change that channel. And uh, just before we go, I just want to say some of the other people that were on Mommy Vice that guest starred. So far, I saw Joan Chen, Glenn Fry, um, Dan Hedaya, 
Pauly from Rocky and Pam Greer. So, and Jimmy Smits. Ed O'Neill, too. So, please watch the show. We don't have to count down. Why not? Because we don't have to sync. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> why not? Yeah. Really? I was, it took me a second. Like, why? No, wouldn't you still need to? Yeah, I guess not. Okay. <laughs> We're not. Can we, we just jump in? We That's, just, yeah. Mm. I still think we need to count, but I don't really trust it. <laughs> Okay, okay, we're going to count to make Dan. <laughs> we're going to make Dave just slide your chair up a little bit so you don't bump my dying plants. Slide it up like this? Oh. Yeah, cuz you were pushing that back. Oh shit, sorry. Sorry guys. <laughs> Trying to revive these plants. Okay. Um I have to do this. I've never seen somebody look so uncomfortable sitting back in like a, in like a comfy <laughs> like like he looks uncomfortable in the comfiest spot you could be in in this chair. I feel trapped. That's why. I don't know why. You I just like I can't you, move at all. You have the weirdest setup of this mic stand right, and mic yeah. right now. How about that? That feels better. <laughs> why are you? I hate this. I hate yeah, it. What are you doing? <laughs> Let's talk movies. Let's talk movies. I hate it. All of that is staying in in between the TV and the movie episode. I feel like that <laughs> okay. was fun. Okay, good. Because uh, this is, yeah, that TV. We're, we don't have to introduce it because we're still talking. We just did the TV. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking movies from 2024. 20, but No, 23. Yeah, but in 24. In, 20, in 24. Um, and, and we're in person for this half of the show. Yeah. Strange. How about that? Yeah. We took like a quick break and I flew to Philly <laughs> mid-show. I drove to Philly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dave drove to Philly so we can meet up and do the rest of the show all in one night. Well, it's because we had that intense delay. I don't, don't know if you remember. Like, I missed a lot of the conversation That's last right. half because yeah. of uh, bad connection issues that I had at my home base. So we all decided to pack things up at that moment, mm-hmm. meet in Philly. Meet in Philly. In person, and then once Dan got here, it only took us four hours to start. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. Of parking and food and finding cables and yeah, salad, pizza, salad, um, <laughs> drinks. So movies, twenty twenty three. Dave's taking a selfie, I guess. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. He's looking up my for list. a signal. Oh. <laughs> Why is he holding? He's, he's holding like it above he's, his head. Yeah, he looks like he's looking for a signal. Yeah, Dave. Dave is. I don't know if anybody's ever used a mic stand exactly the way that he's doing it <laughs> yeah. right now. There's going to be a I'm lot innovative. more. Com- this half of the show, there's going to be a lot more commentary about like physical, physical things each of us are doing. Because we're in person. Yeah. We haven't done this in a long a time. Long I know, time. It's strange. Do you feel like kind of weird about it? Because I feel a little strange. Yeah, Dave it. clearly doesn't want this. <laughs> like, he doesn't ever want to do this. No, I'm enjoying it, but it's a different feel. Like I, I, The last time we've recorded in person... Just the three of us has been like maybe four years. Or yeah, four, right? that's true. Because there's always been somebody here. Oh, just the th- that's a good point. Yeah, because the last Alone time we were in, in person studio. in this apartment, we were with others. We have guests. It was uh, Butt Rock. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like two years ago, right? Do you have Seinfeld on your phone? Yeah, I, sh- I should take that down. Is it Seinfeld? <laughs> I c- it's Jerry. Yeah. I can't really see him. Oh, he's a sticker of Jerry. Yeah. Let- letting, it, letting it be known. Yeah, I'm gonna, let me take this off. <laughs> don't don't worry about it now. Come on. Okay, so movies 2023. Uh, let's talk about it. First of all, uh, let's introduce ourselves. Like, we no, don't, we don't need no, to. No, we don't need to. Oh, oh Dave. Right. That's what I'm saying, Dave. Dave. 
We're in the show. Oh my god. Okay. Sorry. Let's continue. Okay. Great. <laughs> Dave's also to be. I don't want to give him any credit here because no, I hate this. No, give me some credit. I guess he's in a weird part of the room. Yeah, a, I'm in between you guys, and I feel like... Yeah, we're almost in a straight... Well, not a straight line, but we're like in a line, and Dave is kind of in between us. We're not... <laughs> like, it would make more sense if he was on the other side, yeah. and we were in a true, like... Triangle? It still shouldn't be. No, it's not... I don't think the, that's the issue. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we'll figure we're it out. We're also not in presenter show. order. Like... <laughs> Uh, well, no, we could be if you just, yeah, it doesn't, it's three uh, people anyway. Well, okay. All right. All right. So let's, let's talk about the film. So yeah. of 2023, Dan always, uh, comes to this show saying he either has seen more or less than he thinks. And it's always the opposite. So yeah. I can't wait to see where it actually fell. It's so funny. You remember that? Um, yeah. Where did it land? This no. Year? Okay. No. Every, t- I think it's every time I've done this, I say like, I really didn't see that many and it ends up being more. That's what always happens. This time, right, is is the opposite. This right. time, I because I I was in the theater way more this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I thought I saw more movies, and then I did my list, and I was like, oh, it's not as as many as I thought. I think it's like the same as last year, right? To- total number. Okay. Yeah. So last year, and the year before, was making a pretty pointed effort to see as many current releases as possible. Yeah, and it was a lot easier to see stuff that even wasn't in theaters because of online festivals and streaming stuff and because of the COVID rules. And that changed a lot this year. So because I didn't get to the theater as much, I didn't. I saw, I think, probably in general more movies this year than previous years, but I was watching a lot of old stuff. The classics. Yes. The classics. And I was re-watching a lot of stuff that I hadn't seen yeah. in a long time. So I had a very enjoyable movie year. But I d- there's so much stuff that I wish we could talk about that I haven't seen yet, and we'll yeah, get to it. I know there's. I have a pretty long list of like, like a wish list that I made of things I haven't seen that I want to see, oh, and I know I'm going to add to it. I know you. I'm, I'm sure you guys are going to bring up movies I don't even know about that I have to uh, maybe add to my list. It was. It, people have been talking about like this was a pretty great year. I have kind of enjoyed a lot of stuff, but I. And maybe because I saw so many yeah. off the beaten path movies the last couple of years, I was I was a bigger fan of just that because the deeper cuts maybe were better. But I didn't better see this past? No, in the past, yeah. But I didn't yeah. see oh. as many this year. So yeah, this was a heavy blockbuster. This is movie a top loaded year. year. I mean, yeah, yeah. like well, it was and a, crazy and a cockbuster year and a, and a cockbuster year. Yeah. Dave, what about you? Yeah, <laughs> this year I saw the most movies from 2023 ever in my life. <laughs> No, um, I think I saw the most current films this current year. Current films this year. What's the number? Okay, so my inflated number is 107. Whoa. But my real number is, I think, 96. Which is, I was going to say, last year for me, it was not, it was like 97 for last yeah, year. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like right at the the top of what I've heard on the show before. I think Brandon said it was 90 last it's, year. Brandon's usually a little more than you. He's usually right, like, he's 10, like, a, 10, like 10 to 10 20 more than me, yeah. yeah. But, Definitely uh, not that for me this year. Wow, for current releases. Wow, uh, I can't wait to hear then what you but have to say. Davis surpassing. I can tell you why. Well, it's one partially. I work at a movie theater, so I see a lot yes. of the new movies for free. <laughs> yes, advantage yeah. point. Yeah, advantage point. But also, I I went a list this year, so oh. I was pretty consistent with that. Like what almost that? every what does week. That mean? I don't know what that means. AMC a list. Oh, oh. You get three movies a week for free. Well, you pay for a, a month uh, membership. Nice. But to make up my money, I was like, 
going in there at least once a week on average. Nice. Cool. Th- that's cool. I love it, that. It was like going back to the movie past I would, days. I would love right. to do that so much. So, so I, a lot of, I saw a lot of like crap that I, I probably would have just never got to. So it was fun to get through the crap. <laughs> if and I, I watch good yeah. stuff too. If I had a life of... If I was just alone, I would love to do that. Yeah. I would love to do that. It's um, harder to do with a family. Yeah. Lucy's also A-list, so we both go. And, That's cool. You know, we try to make time for it. I guess we're, we're going to do what we did for the TV. We're going to do our top five, and then we're going to take a pause at number two, and then we'll say what our top ten was. And then... Um, I don't think we did that for TV. We only did it for the album no. show. Oh, album show. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. But whatever. Whatever. We'll, you'll figure it out as we go. <laughs> yeah. Album show might not have even come out yet. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe none of this will come out. <laughs> yeah. N- yeah. We're just never going to put any of this out. Okay. Number five for me. Ready? I'm ready. Are we yeah. doing this? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. We're here and we're sincere. Let's do it. Let it rock. I had a hard time narrowing this down for my number five spot. And it really came down to what do I want to talk about more? Ah. And I'm going with Infinity Pool as number five. Okay. Did you see it, Dan? Heard of it. Don't really know anything about it. No. So, no, I haven't seen it. I saw it. You saw it? Yeah, I saw it in March, maybe? Whenever it came out. It came out in, like, February. Yeah, I saw it in Feb. With Um, uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Mark uh, from Podbean accompanied oh. me. We saw it in Monmouth. <laughs> gotcha. Mall. AMC. Monmouth Mall no longer no. a thing. Oh, was it? Well, it's going. It's not no longer going to be a thing soon. I think. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Yeah. Infinity Pool. Uh, so a couple years ago on the show, I talked about Possessor, which was in my top ten, right. which is Brandon Cronenberg, son of David Cronenberg. Um, this movie is not as like Possessor to me was like a knock like a home run, just like knock it out of the park. Infinity Pool's a lot messier. It's a lot stranger. I don't really fully understand everything that he was going for, but the fact that Alexander Skarsgård, who is a pretty well-known and visible figure, was willing to do some of the shit that he did in that movie and like commit to it all out, especially in the same year of succession. He's just, be- and last year with Northman, he's just become like my, like my favorite guy. Like the fact that he's just down to do weird stuff and infinity pool is weird as fuck. It's like, I will say Brandon, I didn't even realize it was him. Like I, I knew going in like maybe a month beforehand that he was in that movie. But while I was watching it, I was like, I know this guy, but who is it? I didn't like, Realize it was him until the end because it's so one he's doing like a southern accent. <laughs> yeah. But two, I was like, who is this guy? Like what why I don't know why it didn't like compute for me. Um but anyway, maybe it's something like, oh yeah, it was slightly surprising he would do this, maybe. Yeah, so what did you think of it? I liked it. I didn't love it, but I definitely I I liked it. I think it took me a while to get into it, but Maybe when it started getting like kind of funnier, there's a kind of a funny turn to it. That's I was into thing, it. Yeah. And I think when I rewatched it, some of that stuff in the beginning is funny. You just, it's, it's very hard to get oriented in yeah. the story. I understand the tone. I, I can't I think, even right? really, I don't even want to do like a plot description, but yeah, basically, yeah. it, it's basically just Skarsgård like gets wrapped he's up. He's on vacation, with, right? He's on vacation. He's a writer and he gets uh, wrapped up with 
Mia Goth. The wrong crowd. Yeah. You know, Mia Goth, <laughs> she's in like X and... Um, oh, she's so good in this movie. She's so good in Infinity with James! Like when she's screaming his name. Yeah. Um, but so there's a lot of like trippy, like they're like literally like doing drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's cum. Uh, <laughs> there's like weird dog stuff. Uh, it's a fucking weird movie. And you don't really know what's going on. It's kind of has... Well, I don't want to... I was going to shout out another movie that has similarities to it, but I don't want to. Oh, because you think it'll spoil spoil it. Well, it's in the title. Infinity Pool. Think about that. Infinity Gauntlet. What that means. Infinity (laughs) Pool. Infinity Infinity War. War. Infinity War. Something endless. I was going to say Groundhog Day. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. So, it, oh, it, is it that kind of a thing? Well, well, uh, is that a spoiler? N- not really. No. Okay. All right. Cool. No, it's not a. Okay. Yeah, it's not like it's a, not. Qu- it's not exactly Groundhog Day. Yeah. Because okay. Palm Springs is like oh, more edge of tomorrow. Sorry, it. sorry. It's, it. it's more edge of tomorrow. Maybe. Um, <laughs> there's something that repeats itself. Basically, okay. but it's but, not. Right. But also, but made, not the day. But yeah, yes. That's it's not a time based thing. <laughs> okay, yes. Okay. Again, I just wanted to shout it out because I think Brendan Cronenberg is. For for being a nepo baby, <laughs> uh, it, like he's taking the same risks his father was taking with making fucked up movies, and I like that he's developing his own. It's kind of funny that he's trying the same genre. It is the same genre, but it's also like it's just kind of a different. Like I like that it's not. It's he has his own like oeuvre, sure, but it definitely is the same kind of thing that he, his dad would do. Oh, for sure. Versus like um. Like Nick Cassavetes, right, right, who like directed the uh, the Notebook, <laughs> Notebook, right, and his dad's like this like yeah famous legendary. art house, yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry, I don't think about that. Okay. John Cassavetes. Anyway, yeah. sorry, this is funny. Like sometimes it's not like we that. A, they don't even try. Said, if you they don't even try to touch what their their parents did. He, he kind of has yeah. the balls to go yeah. in the body which is horror. Ball, it is ballsy. Yeah. Uh, um. Lame. Anyway, okay. So that's my number five, Infinity Pool. Shout out to Skarsgård. Just like. Props to you, man. For and me a goth. And me a goth. Cool. Me a goth. <laughs> <laughs> and me a goth. <laughs> Shout out to me a goth. Uh, all right. Dan? <laughs> sincerity, sincerity series. Yeah, I'm dressed in... Uh, Davis Sincerely a head goth. Head to toe black. <laughs> head to toe. Black me lipstick. a goth. <laughs> all right. Let it rip, Dan. Let it rip. All right. So TV guy. My list is always uh it's for the masses. Always. Yeah. The um, mass holes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It kind of is. Yeah. yeah. It's my, okay. my list is for assholes. <laughs> I've always seen a good amount of movies. I would say more than the average person, probably. Right. But not as much as you guys. And I like what I like. The cockbusters. I tend to keep it pretty simple, typically. Yeah. But then Something I don't know about sneaks in, and I'm like, oh, I love this. This is lovely. This mm-hmm. is so nice. So that happened. It's a mix, but again, you know, I'll never see as many movies as you guys. We've talked about it in the first half of the show. I just watch a lot more but listen, shows. I like popcorn I movies too. I love. I know you do. I love. Watching it's Dave. Trash. I have a harder time pulling in. Well, I sometimes you know he gets I like, pulled in. Sometimes I like the, yeah. the garbage too, but I, I think I like more of the strange, yeah, bad movies that those interest right. me versus like the the Marvel and I'm not right. into that. Okay, well, speaking of that, number five uh, for Danny is Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> okay. Volume 3. Yeah, I didn't see it. Um, I'm really glad you, we were able to talk about this. Yeah, that's entered top five for me. It was So, in a time where everybody is talking about how shit Marvel is now, and they're, like nothing's been good for a while, which, I mean, it's mostly 
true. There hasn't been the quality has dipped noticeably, especially when you brought, you talk about the shows. Like so many of the shows are they just, spread themselves too thin. Yeah, like mm. it's not great. This movie was a bright spot. This movie was great. I really? th- I think it's like legitimately great. It was great. Yeah, like. Is it the best of the three Guardians? Maybe uh, two is still a top. Oh, you like two the best. Uh, two has become like a top three Marvel movie. For wow. Me. I always I see. And I hated is, it when I first saw it. See, the thing is, I think I've only seen it once. Yeah. See, the rewatch helped. Kurt, Kurt Russell, right? Oh, Kurt yeah. Russell's so good in it. So three was really good. Well, you have the emotional element with uh, Rocket and like the, you get his backstory. Great. Um, and then that's Bradley Cooper is the Bradley, raccoon. Bradley Cooper's raccoon, and honestly, his best performance. <laughs> no, I, I, like uh, that's a great take. But I love like, that. I'm not even joking. <laughs> his best performance. His voice performance is like legitimately good because you forget it's Bradley Cooper. I, it's true. I agree with you. Is he? He's great. New at to it. the cast? Or he's no, been he's, that's the whole thing. He's been involved in it. Like yeah, but nobody talks about because again he's doing like a a voice like you really don't realize it's, it's him true. when you think about it's it. Totally he's doing a very it's totally different. Very good. Totally different from what he usually does. Yeah, I I do like it a lot. <laughs> oh, there's there's some set pieces that are amazing in this movie. So that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, and also the costumes. Like yes, you can see people wearing makeup in this movie. Yeah, and it makes it so much better. It's it's solid. It makes it so much better to have this tangible. Yeah. Practical stuff. Obviously, there is a shitload of CGI. Always forget, like of course, but he makes it. No, but there's good practical stuff. There's a balance to it. Like is Bradley Cooper all like those suits that Nathan? Yes, this is what I want to talk about. Early in the movie, the giant like space station thing (laughs) that they're in. It's like it's like bubble like suits. There's like like, yeah, they're wearing like this like acne like (laughs) bubble suit. It's like so strange. It's so detailed and odd and amazing. Um, and then they go to this planet that's just like Earth, except everybody looks like an alien, an alien. But, it, but it's suburban. It's suburban. It, yeah, it's, they're it's, like, it's, I, I it's love, like they crash yeah. into Dude, like I'm a so street. Lost. I'm so lost. Yeah, I, I don't remember most. I don't even really remember most of the plot, to be honest. But, My goth ass um, is lost. <laughs> uh, Chris Pratt is trying to get Gamora to remember him because post snap, she doesn't know that they were in love. And so the whole thing is he's being like, listen, we were in love. And she's like, why would I ever love you? And Nebula's like, hey, we're good friends now. We're sisters. And she's like, fuck you. No, we're not. Right. And so it's a really cool way to like deal with that type of. Was like, that their use of the their one F-bomb? Yeah. Actually, <laughs> uh, that's a pretty fun scene where he's trying to get Nebula to get in the car. And okay. she's like an android. Because this is when they're on Earth, like the yeah. fake Earth. Yes. And she can't figure out how to get in the car. Because it's just a car. And right. she's like a very like advanced Android That's who's right. very smart. And he's just like, open the fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they do drop it. Um, I don't know. Dave. They do drop it. No, that was the thing. It was like Guardians drops the F-bomb. Okay. I don't know. I didn't read that headline. Um, <laughs> But yeah, super enjoyable. There were three Marvel movies this year. This was by far the best by one. By far the best. The, How was two, the... the other two were rough. Um, How was the soundtrack? Uh, uh, that's my least favorite part of the whole. Yeah, was it annoying. Actually, so. it was better because they used they there was uh, Radiohead. Really they used creep oh. in the beginning. Yeah, when they they're walking around the town. Yeah, I don't really remember. Um, but yeah, just what I remember, I liked, and it's my number five. Anyway, Dave, please number five. Yeah, let's move on, please. Dave's just been like Any playing more Marvel Wars with uh, The rest of my list is all Marvel. <laughs> actually, yeah. Even though they put three movies. Yeah. Out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say my top ten. Give me a top. No, actually, my top fifteen. 
all good stuff. I didn't know what to include or not, or what to like spotlight because I could really say my nine or 10 through six also deserve to be in this spot, the five spot. But I wanted to show love to this movie. It's a 2023 release. Oh, uh, thank God. <laughs> uh, oh, very controversial on this show with like <laughs> festivals and stuff. And right, because like, yeah. I do have a yeah. few of those. That, like, there's yeah. one in the, my top 10. I mean, you know, it's a little bit more controversial. But okay, this is Bottoms. Have you seen Bottoms? I did. I did. Leslie saw it. I, I did not. Oh, Dave, I'm so happy you like Bottoms. Did you like it? I loved it. I, it's on, I need to watch it. It's on my wish list. I want to watch it. Bottoms. Great movie. Great movie. It's a new teen comedy film. Mm hmm. But very satirical. Like, very satirical. I would say the tone is like kind of more like Heather's, like the surreal mm-hmm. kind of a feel to it. It's a good comp. But yeah, very funny, very creative. Uh, directed by Emma Seligman, who did Shiva Baby from a few years ago. Great movie. I really like that movie too. It's very different from this movie. Very different. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just repeating everything you're saying. I don't know why, don't know why I'm doing that. It's an in-person thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Starring Rachel Sennett, Io Edibiri. How do you say, you say her name? Edibiri. Edibiri. Who is one of the best. One of the most cast people ever. Oh, yeah. She's had, she's she's had like, a hell she's in like so many things. Years. Io from The Bear. Oh. Yeah. She's in so many things. Uh, yep. And many other people including Marshawn Lynch as a, yeah. a teacher. But really? Marshawn Lynch is in that movie? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so, there's two yeah. outcasts played by Io and Rachel Sennett, and they're lesbians. They are, like, in love with these two, like, hot girls in school. Yeah. I remember the and trailer they find for this. Yeah. A way to, like, get closer to these hot girls is they have this, like, female-only fight club <laughs> in their school that yeah. Ma- Marshawn Lynch is the, like... So funny. Coach of or like he's like the teacher. I gotta see this. Yeah. Club. Yeah. So it's kind. I of, have to see this. It's like yeah. it's like taking like you know the, like you said, Dave, the typical teen kind of like super bad, mm-hmm. the getting laid thing, right? But putting it in more of like a crazy satirical universe, like, yeah, like a game night or something like that, awesome. where it's or just even like, more so because it's like it's things that happen in this movie would not happen in real life. Oh and yeah, the movie knows it. Yes, that's great. It's a heightened reality. I'm so glad you like that. I, I of course I, I would. What you don't. You know. You don't think I would like that? I feel like that's one where you would either love it or be like, yeah. No. I'm glad. I was an early supporter. <laughs> early and often. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love Rachel Sennett. I've, I've been a fan of her for a while, and yeah. I, I thought it used her voice perfectly. I'm pretty sure she co-wrote it. Oh, um, I didn't know that. That's Charlie cool. XCX did the score. Danny, love oh, her. Oh, I do love mm-hmm. her. Yeah. A lot of original music from her. Cool. No, I remember very the trailer funny, for very, this, and then, for, weird. and then forgot about it. I, I want to see this movie. Str- strangely yeah. violent. I mean, like, yeah, it's you. You feel the violence. <laughs> How do I describe this? <laughs> it's like it's way more gritty than like some action films, like the violence in this film. Yeah, that's great. For a comedy, it's not really usually the case, but yeah, I thought they took that part very seriously, and it worked beautifully. Bottoms, great. Loved our fives so far. It's been good. Let's go to number four. Now I feel kind of bad about this. Because I feel like we're going to talk about it again. And so I don't want to say too much about it. it is Oppenheimer is my number four. Mm. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. I know I'm in the minority. Go ahead. Yeah, it's very high for me. Yeah, so we're not going to talk about it now. The reason... Yeah. I, I, w- I want to give two reasons why it's my number four and not higher. One, 
the screen I saw it at was a bad screen, and I didn't Ugh. go see it again. Yeah. And it's tough. I know that that tainted my experience. Yep. But I will say, the moment when he's imagining the atoms and that score, and listen, I've given some shit to Ludwig Göransson in the past because his orchestrations were mostly just melodies louder. <laughs> I, I, I had never, I haven't had that many chills from a score. And like the scores of that movie is out of this You're world. during the testing? I, the score was really good. The score yeah. is... I don't like the movie very much. <sighs> I have a lot of issues with it. Let, we'll come back to it. the score, I will not say, is one of them. I, I thought the score was I think fantastic. the score is like... like This score is like spectacular. Yeah. Yep. Love the music. So we'll it. come back to Oppenheimer. Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> Number four for Danny. You know, I'm looking at this now, and I'm like, did I rank this one too high? Nah, fuck it. I'm sticking with it. I love this franchise too much not to put this one super high on my list. Uh, it's John Wick Chapter 4. Okay. It's coming in at number four. I was scared for a second. Okay. Um, I wonder what you thought I was going to put. I don't think... Uh, I, and, well, well, we'll talk about it maybe later. Oh, I know you, I know what you thought I put. And there's oh. no... Well, no, but no. That one's... The one I think that Wait, you what? think I'm thinking of is very low okay, on, very, on my list. Yes. Okay. Very low? We'll go I back. I want to know what it is. Okay, okay. go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Very low. Yeah, because we talked about it. Oh, what? The worst villain. Okay. Uh, John Wick Chapter 4. Oh, oh, it was okay. John Wick Chapter 4. So it's not my favorite of the franchise. That's probably the second one. That's more than Oppenheimer. Um, <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even kidding. Okay. Go ahead. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> All right, sorry. I hate that, by the way. But uh, Okay, that like, normally I'm like with you with things like that. Not with this. Not with that one. Anyway, okay. John Wick Chapter 4. So, yeah, it's a movie like it's a movie where, you know, the plot, I, I don't give a shit. I don't I never really cared about what's going on. It's just there's sequences in the movie that stick with me forever. And like in all these John Wick movies, it's the it's the best fight co- choreography for American action movie franchise. Mm. There is no better. It's about American movies. Mm-hmm. There's no better. Like they, they've mastered it. Really just amazing sh- scenes and shots and sequences with fight scenes and like that stuff I'm always going to be obsessed with and really just appreciate and love just so much effort like you know it's it's like a play it's like like go like where it's like one camera you yeah. know and you really you have to get it right and like that stuff I, I love that kind of stuff like so that always draws me in um, like there's the I don't remember his name but the blind character in this movie Donnie like Yen. Th- right Donnie Yen um amazing um what else oh there's a lot of people making fun of this I thought it was great like the, the whole sequence on the stairs <laughs> do, oh do you remember this yes that's <laughs> the big sequence oh Bill Skarsgård really great I mean another great yeah uh, Dave, did you brother. see this one did you see John Wick no I have never seen any of the John Wicks I know I would, would probably like them I just it's just straight action I mean there's yet. not and like yeah. there's Keanu Reeves I think he has the least amount of dialogue in this movie of all oh. four movies. Yeah, definitely. There's like nothing in this one. Ah, Brandon's getting up. He's, like, he's <laughs> taking a break. Uh, Dave hasn't. Dave hasn't seen this and really need Don's input to help me remember things. I was well, counting we're just on this. I was the films, relying. You know, we're just, yeah. <laughs> um, we don't have to go too deep into yeah, it. Yeah, I'm probably not remembering. I know. Oh, there's like one sequence where the camera is above them, and it's like you're watching. How do I explain this? It's like aerial. you're wa- it's like you're watching the yeah, it's an aerial view. You remember this, Brandon? Yes. Just amazing. And um 
<laughs> I love this franchise so much. It's just incredible action every time. And this one closes it out. One thing you said and the way you just described it is kind of the, my reason for my pushback against this whole franchise as a whole. Where when I'm watching it, I agree with you that these set pieces and stuff are incredible. But they don't stay with me because the story doesn't matter. And I, that's what I latch on to. Yeah. As it, the, the, the movies just kind of go in and out for me. Like I enjoy them. I have a great time, Yeah. but I can't tell you aside from a few set pieces, what happens in these movies. It's like a dance. I love it so it much. No, the it's like watching incredible. an endless music video. Yes. Oh. No, you're not wrong. Like, That's and I, I just love it. They're impeccably It's really cool. Done. But instead of music, it's just violence. And, yeah. You know, oh, I like that. It, yeah, it's oh. it's sick. I'm obsessed with it. Cool. JW4. JW4. Thank you. It's four. It's very poetic, Dan. Dave. John Wick four is your four. Oh yeah. Oh, That's how about true. that? <laughs> My next one is also a number. A thousand sixty one. Oh. Wait, 61? The TV movie? Wasn't, wasn't <laughs> it called 65? No. Oh, that's the uh, dinosaur. That's the di- I was talking about the TV, the oh, HBO okay. movie with Tom Jane and yeah, Barry Pepper. About, yeah, Mickey Mantle and... Uh, yeah. What a great year. No, 1001. Have you seen that? I don't know what this is. No. I'm not going to know any of your movies. I, I did, not see, did not see this. It's a movie starring one of our favorites, Tayana Taylor. Oh. Yeah. Yes. So, I saw this movie... It's another shout out to the A list. There was like a in March it came out, like very limited run. It wasn't a very like widely released film, but it played like a few days at the Mammoth Mall AMC. When I went to see it, like the usher was like, Oh, what is this? I don't even know what this is. I was like, Oh, it's like a movie of Tayana Taylor. And he was like, All right, cool. And I was the only <laughs> one who in the theater who watched it. So Love that. Very kind of forgotten about. I th- I know it was on Obama's like favorite film so maybe it got more of a boost did he then. produce it he did not and that's why it's great <laughs> <laughs> it's written and directed by av rockwell so audio visual rockwell i think is her name no i'm kidding uh <laughs> it's a movie about a mother who just got out of jail and she kidnaps her son Back into her care so she's kind of like illegally yeah raising her son in new york it has like three different sections kind of like moonlight where it's like yeah the son is played by three different actors of three different ages so it's like him like when he's like under 10 like a little bit older then he's like like 18 17 like about to go into like college age for the last section and tayana taylor plays the mother and she's just She's amazing. I don't know if she's ever like starred in a film before, but I thought she was like such a had such a natural talent for for playing this part. Yeah, and it's it's basically about you know parenthood, the the parent and the child butting heads a lot over many different issues. There's like a bigger twist at the end. I don't want to spoil, um, but very emotional. Just a pure film. I don't know. It's It just was a great vibe, and more people should see it, for sure. Mm. You've had Parenthood movies in your list before. Yeah, I think I, I like, like Parenthood. It's a theme yeah. I, I like, for sure. It's a theme that's come up before. Yeah. yeah. Um, And I'm not a parent, so think about that. Hey. <laughs> what, am I try- what am I trying to tell myself with these movies I love? Wow. Definitely teared up, I think. Mm. 
uh, great soundtrack, kind of like this like 90s jazzy hip hop soundtrack. Very good. And another like theme throughout it is uh, gentrification and seeing how the city, like specifically where she lives, changes and is like turning into like a white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a really good movie that I think yeah deserves more views. Wow. And I think you both would appreciate it as fans of Tayana Taylor. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like her a lot. Yeah, it's high on my list of wanting to seize. Um, just didn't get around to it. So, okay, so for my number three, yeah, going to be similar to you, I, although I feel, I think maybe you said you saw it, but I, again, for Dan and for listeners, I really don't want to spoil this one, but Anatomy of a Fall. Oh, yeah, great film. <sighs> wow. Uh, so the basic premise, it's a courtroom thriller. It's wow. Swedish. Is it Swedish or is it Finnish? What is it? Uh, she's German. French. Sorry, it's a French movie. It takes place in France. Yeah. Um, Dan, the basic premise of this is a woman is suspected of her husband's murder, and the only witness is her son, who Whoa. is blind. <laughs> oh, is it based on like a book or something? Uh, that's a good I question. Don't, I don't actually know. I don't know. Sounds like a book. I, I'm pretty sure I heard that it was written by a real married couple. Wow. Real life married couple. Which is very interesting because the movie's about <laughs> a broken marriage, basically. Right. Yeah. It did really well at the Golden Globes, which I'm, I was very happy to see because I, I do think it's very good. And again, I, I really don't want to spoil it because it's really kind of not even that it's like crazy, but like just the way everything unfolds, like it's very meticulous in a way. And again, with that like courtroom element, I love, I, you know, not great the great courtroom, great courtroom. Great courtroom. I mean, so listen, it's, Fr- it's French courtroom, French courtroom. So wow. they wear like silly costumes. <laughs> and and listen, I've always said, you know, paperwork. Like the lawyers wear like these like. Well, from what era? Now. Now. Oh. But they still have to wear is like graduation gown type of things. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. You know, I've always said, you know, paperwork movies aren't inherently courtroom because right. like the firm is the best. <laughs> right. And it doesn't happen in a courtroom. I went into the firm. We talked about this. So the thinking le- it was a courtroom legal movie thriller not, yeah. is different than courtroom drama. Right. This is a courtroom right. thriller. A few good men. Right, yeah. would you say? I wouldn't even call it a thriller. Not even, okay, so a courtroom drama. Drama, yeah. A few, yeah. Good, drama. It's, it's, a few good men. Yeah, it's not only a courtroom drama, but like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, more few good men than... Uh, it's like a relationship yes. drama beats courtroom. Liar, liar. Yes, it's like Liar, Liar <laughs> and A Few Good Men. That's like what it is. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's really, really great. I think you would love it, Dan. I, I, it's, yeah, definitely it, watch it. it. I honestly, my cousin Vinny, my cousin Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> I contemplated it even higher than number three, but... Um, no, I, I, I want to see even this. After yeah. rewatching both my one and two um, for multiple times. Um, Anatomy of a Fall. Anatomy of a Fall. Up the list? Yeah, up, Fall Up, up Falling Up. So hey. Falling Down. Um, really great movie. Check it out, please, people. Great movie. Cool. Love it. And you'll have endless debates with your friends about it. Endless. Does she do I it? haven't stopped. There's a website, right? Is I, think a that's website? A spo- I think that's a spoiler in and of itself, Dave. What? That you have to ask that question after the fact. Huh? It's fine. Never mind. Did she do it.com as a thing that like... Yeah, but I, I mean, some movies would film. definitively say yeah. whether or not she did it. So the fact that, sorry, <laughs> it's not Thanks, uh, Dave. clear, I guess. So sorry. I'm not watching it now. Fuck. It's not worth watching. Okay. 
Are we done? Yeah. What's that one? Go ahead. Uh, number three is per Brandon's recommendation. I watched it right away. The Holdovers. Holdovers. Amazing. Good shit. I liked it too. Yeah. Loved it. Even what? I liked it. Think about that. That is big that you like this kind of a movie because it's wholesome as fuck. Right. But it wasn't but it's too biting. wholesome. It's right. biting. But it's biting. Alexander yes. Payne, who is a bad guy. Yeah. Let's just say that. Um, He's done some bad stuff, right? Yes. But I do tend who, to who's like his done movies. Bad, sorry. Who's done bad stuff? The director. the director. Oh. Oh. Okay. He didn't write it, though. Uh, Giamatti rules. Yeah. I mean, unless we were talking about this, he like people are like annoyed with him, right? There's a lot of people that like really? don't no. really like him as an actor. No, I think I've heard this before. I'm gonna like, people uh, think he's like annoying. I, I've save, never thought he was. This annoying. will save time because in the in the this is my number two, so I'll just say it now. Okay. Um, and we can get this conversation out of the way. No, I actually think he's kind of like a, a like beloved. celebrated. Really, oh, he, people. This is. Like, I've always liked him. I feel like I've heard the opposite, like from people. Well, he's before. always just kind of been the butt of a joke because it's like yeah. he's a very particular yeah. performer. No, I loved him in this. Uh, the eyes, the is eyes right. are. I mean, unless we had to look up, like, wait a minute, like this. I know we had to look it up if those were real or like if that's wait, is this, have I just missed this with Paul Giamatti like no. his whole career? It's fake. So, um, I, what I want, what I wanted to say is specifically about his performance because obviously the the language is incredible, like the 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 digs he gives at people. But when I watched it the second and now third time, his physical comedy performance is like un. Believable. The scene where he's walking outside and then picks up the football and throws it, like <laughs> yeah. just yeah. the way that he like yes. gestures to the pick the football and then he throws his leg goes up yeah. and it's like and he's so proud of himself. Like yes. just every physical thing he does in it is incredible. No, I, I agree with you. And he's a master of his craft. They um, what was cool about this? The layers keep getting added as right. the movie goes. Mm -hmm. It's excellent. Like it's so good. And I I just heard recently it was the, the kid. It's his first movie. First movie. Right. And holds his own. Like really very, solid. Does. Not even actually. I don't even want to say holds his own. Like he's excellent. Toe to toe. Really good. Yeah, I think I was going into it thinking it was gonna be like. Um, like a school ties kind of vibe. It's its own thing. It's 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 it's. it's um, I, there's a little bit of that, but yeah. God, it, it's so good. Yeah, and then like you get the stuff with, with the kid and his family is is right. you know, and it's it, oh, but okay, cannot forget to mention her. She was uh, my favorite part. By she's, the way. Yeah. She she just won the Golden Globe. Those scenes are what got to me. I didn't cry at anything else in the movie. I was going to say this, Dave. Many times, her in her the kitchen shit. hit me so fucking yeah. hard. Oh, that, that hit was me such like a good and her scene. boss. It's, it's not that long. It's just it's just like a cup, like a minute or two, of her. It's Christmas time, and she's thinking about her family and her husband. Like, oh my god, that, that crushed me. Instant Christmas classic. Yeah, instant Christmas. Classic. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah, her accent is amazing. Yeah. That's the thing that really uh, is like the she's, Massachusetts, like she's the, not the from, New England. I'm pretty yeah. sure she's not from Massachusetts, but her she nailed the New she England. She nailed it so yeah, good. That was she was really good. That's the other thing I love about it, as you know, uh, Boston is one of the best places for a movie because mm -hmm. it is such a distinct vibe, yeah, and the true. vibe is just like it's true. It's so perfect. Yeah, number my, my number two. I love it. I've watched it three times in like three weeks. Yeah, like it's just like so comforting. Yep, I it's love very it so good. much. I will say like. When I saw the trailer, yes, I was gonna I, say this. I was not into it, not at all. Right, it seems like a movie I'm not going to like. I like Paul Giamatti's 
the kid looked like he was gonna suck. And it felt like they sh- it felt like <laughs> they know, showed like, something about it. I was like, no, I'm not gonna like this shit. Dude, I'm so happy I went into this blind. They like, just per your record. I didn't even know about right, this right. at all. And Brandon recommended it. And I know, only watched it then because the vi- the hype was getting so big. Yeah. Mm. I was like, oh shit, holdovers is good. Yeah, I put it off because it played at my theater for a while and I mm-hmm. saw it towards the end, maybe the last week we showed it. And I was like, this is actually a great film. It's gotten better every time I watched it. And it's a great kind of like vibe film where it's 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 not quite a hangout film but it's not like this like really sturdy plot yeah. mm-hmm. and it's not too sentimental like it's got that's a what really, i like it's a it's a perfect balance between like it bites it's funny it's, it's funny, sentimental it's, it's, it's character driven yeah. it's heartfelt but it's not totally. like overly sentimental which is like what i don't like in those kinds of movies Thanks, really man. great stuff great okay. movie my number three and right, that's your number three nice you didn't crack my top 10 but i have it at 12 which okay. I love. It was, it's still a fantastic movie. I saw us here. This means there's a lot of great stuff this yep. year. All right. My number three is Poor Things. Oh. Did you see? I'm so mad I didn't you see didn't it. You didn't see it? No. I didn't see it either. I know. I'm I, so, I know. I have to I'm, see it. I, yeah. I, it's my biggest regret of the year. Damn. I'm so upset I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, it's this high on your list. I got to see this. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was going to yeah. crack at least my top five. <laughs> like, I just know it. Poor Things, a new film by Yorgos Lanthimos, who did The Favorite, which was my favorite whenever that came out. Yeah. Very different movie for him in some ways. It's like the most visually striking movie movie of the year. This mm-hmm. like unbelievable aesthetic. And and soundtrack too. Uh a customer saw it is it yesterday at my theater and he said it's very Hungarian. That's like his like <laughs> way of describing it. And it's a it's the perfect way to say it. it's like it's bizarre um but so like overwhelmingly beautiful at, at times the score just alone and is then it, is it mika livy or did did they do the zone of interest score because i saw that that's Mi- a good question i actually didn't because mika levy is my, my number one favorite composer and they yeah. i saw that they were nominated for let's see let's see who did the score the golden globes and i was like oh shit and it's either poor things or zone of interest the Music by Durskin Fendrix. Okay, so Durskin Fendrix. Name I didn't know. So Mika Levy did Zone of Interest. Um, Stars Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, Willem Dafoe, Rami Youssef. Christopher Abbott. Christopher Abbott's I hear he steals the show. Star Possessor. Um, I wouldn't go that far, but (laughs) he is very very good. I just would say, like, Mark Ruffalo is, to me, other than Emma Stone, who's obviously the highlight because it's her movie, Mark Ruffalo is... The best part. Wow. He's, he's one of my favorite. He's actors. so wow, fucking I funny like in this movie. Okay, and it's like him kind of playing like Spotlight. That's my other rewatchable. Oh yeah, Spot. Yeah, Spotlight and he's he's good. playing something like so different from like his characters, like a character like an upright gentleman and mm-hmm. Spotlight or like concerned citizen. <laughs> you know, someone who's like is fake, just trying to do the right thing. Fake Latino and uh, Collateral. <laughs> Oh, it's Mark Ruffalo? <laughs> when he has the goatee. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. In Collateral? Yeah. Is he a Latino? Yeah. It, it like seems like that's what they're going for. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now you, um, now you see me. He's a, he's a cop in that too, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. But he's like doing this insane English accent. And it's like, I think the whole part of it is like, you know, this is such a like hammy performance that it just works. It's so colorful and funny. Do you know what it's about? Do you want me to tell you what it's about? Or just Somebody else it? kind of told me a little it's bit. Kind yeah. of a Frankenstein, it's a Frankenstein story. Yeah. She gets brought I, back yeah. to life. 
she's I know a little reanimated, bit, yeah. but it's like a child, an adult woman's body being reanimated with her unborn baby's brain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she like basically, if you've seen Barbie, it's very similar. Like she like <laughs> she experiences okay. the world anew. And yeah. it's like she's learning all these things. You get to see her learn many things in a very short period of time. Goes on this journey with Mark Ruffalo, and then like, and Willem Dafoe is her. He is Victor Frankenstein. Victor Frankenstein. He's like that that kind of character. He's like the one who who birthed her, basically. But another fun aspect of this film is that usually it's like the opposite, where like all these British people are doing American accents. Mm-hmm. This is like all these American actors doing British accents. It's kind of fun. Yeah. It's funny. Like it's a fun twist. Uh, Yorgos Lanthimos, I think he won the Golden Globe for something. Is it best film? Or what did they win for? I think it I think it won best. Best comedy? Comedy drama maybe? Uh, or whatever musical? I don't remember. I don't remember how they do it. I don't know, but he thanked Bruce Springsteen in, in his speech. <laughs> oh, That's all yeah. I know. And, and that really spoke to me. Like, okay, a visionary, a, a weirdo visionary could still love bruce springsteen <laughs> it made me think <laughs> yeah it makes sense it makes total sense we we visionaries get it okay um, well i get it because i went to greece and that's where yorgos is from obviously so i the whole time i was there we i was like visionaries, I, I get it <laughs> me and yorgos and, and bruce huge bruce fans shaped our lives but anyway watch it it's, it's so it, in many ways it's unexplainable it. i don't want to keep rambling about a film you guys haven't seen just watch it. It's, yeah. it's 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 eye candy. It's very funny. It's moving at points. Yeah, yeah. It's I, on the list. I'm up, I'm very upset at myself for not making it happen. I already said my number uh, two, which is the holdovers. So we can hold on my number two and go right to Dan. Number two. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I said that there were three MCU movies this year, uh, but there was another Marvel extended universe movie and this is my number two movie of the year it's spider-man across the spider-verse didn't see it incredible which wow didn't see it either. incredible i missed it it's incredible oh, no oh, i missed it <laughs> cool Dave. which i'm upset about because no, i the no, first I one is amazing, my favorite right? the, it's it's like the highest ranked thing ever like visually the anim like the animation style like yeah that's like nothing i've ever seen so there's that like there's so many individual scenes with like a new animation style. I'm like, Oh, I've never seen anybody do this before. This is really cool. It happens looking. several times within the film. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's cool. Like throughout the movie, it's, they change style and it's like, Whoa, like this, it's, it's like this one, like black and white like like part. It's cause Dave, in um, the first one, like it's, it's, it's not exactly that, but I mean, it is an incredible style in the first one, but yeah. they have characters from other, right. Right. And so s- it's like those styles. Yeah. And every, every character kind of has a different style. Yeah. Right. They so in this movie, it's that, but to the extreme, right. There's, whoa, whoa, whoa. there's like hundreds it's of kind them. Of what, what, from what I hear, it's like what multiverse of man is people thought was going to be of like, Oh, they're going to go to so many different yeah. things. But again, it's just, Spider-Man. Right. It's all the Spider-Man <laughs> characters. God. Does it kind of focus on the girl more in this one? Yeah, there's a okay. lot more. Yes, Haley Steinfeld. Um, but also like the guy who's another Spider-Man and ends up being like kind of a villain is um. Oh my God! It's Leslie's man crush. Oscar 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 Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's um 
he's a major voice in it and and then there's like there's like these cameo like spider-man type appearances and references to other things kind of like the flash yeah, and cool. it leaves you on kind of a cliffhanger which i wasn't expecting because well, it's a part one part two well it was which, which i didn't know kind of going into it so you support the bad work conditions under so it's like the... it's like kind of like fast x in that way um <laughs> <laughs> There's not much more I could really say here. It's okay. just, uh, I never thought I would ever rank an animated movie this high. I was obsessed with this. It's amazing. It's incredible. It's and, and as a character, Spider Man's like my favorite. I love Spider Man as a character. So, um, yeah, it's great. Are you I, afraid of spiders or no? Not, not really. Okay. I mean, okay, like giant spiders. Yeah, get that away from me. Yeah, yeah. Like little spiders? No. I was wondering, you said you love Spider-Man, but do you love spiders too? <laughs> Not necessarily. No. Okay. Like Spider-Man. Okay. Um, Tizo Touchdown has a lyric about Spider-Man. <laughs> That's it. Uh, oh, um, I assume Miles, the character, is going to come to the big screen in live action at some point. But right. Sony will probably fuck it up because Sony sucks. Cool. They'll probably mess it up. But uh, looking forward to it either way. And yeah, this is number two. This movie ruled. Number two, want to see it, didn't see it, Dave. Number two for me is a film called May December. I didn't somehow. Didn't I didn't see it. Somehow I didn't watch this. What the fuck's going on this wow, year? Weird, I weird app. This I know. Year. Okay, all and right. And I've been wanting to watch it like every night for the last three weeks, and I just haven't. Damn. I feel alone this episode. All right. Well, May December is the latest film from. Director Todd Haynes, uh, starring one of my favorites, Julianne Moore. Mm-hmm. Same birthday. Yorgos and Bruce have the same birthday. Me and Julianne Moore have the same birthday. <laughs> wow, congratulations. Think about that. Think visionaries. about it. Yeah. <laughs> visionaries. You're right. I, I really visionaries. Th- I, really, I really gotta think about it. Right. <laughs> Four visionaries. <laughs> um, May, December is a movie... Like many of Todd Haynes' movies that I've seen and really like, strikes an interesting tone like between drama and comedy. But like the comedy is not like very in your face. It's just like more uh, situationally funny. But but it is like one of the funniest movies I've seen this year. Yeah, Julianne Moore, Natalie Portman, and the the young man's name is Charles Melton. It's kind of a trio film. He's from uh, Riverdale. From Riverdale, so Brandon knows. Brandon knows Riverdale. Um, up and down. How was he on Riverdale? Uh, I don't think he was a big. I only watched like one season. Okay, know. he's great in this movie. Brandon's trying to downplay his Riverdale fan. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I don't really remember. I don't really remember. He was, in... he was like a jock, but I think he got a he got much bigger, <laughs> bigger as it went on. Uh, <laughs> produced by Will Ferrell. Oh, and many other people. Um, I don't know what this is at all, by the way. No? Okay. Have no. you not heard about this? So no. it's it's loosely... I don't, it's not loosely. It's based on the story of... Oh, my God. What's her name? I'm forgetting their name. Mary Lou McCabe or what? The teacher... The teacher who... Who had a relationship with her student. Oh, I did hear about this movie. Yes. Okay. Leslie, so that was like was a 90s tabloid yeah. thing. Yes. This movie is like, basically, what if that kind of relationship kept going but now he's like 35 she's like close to 60 Mm -hmm. they have a bunch of kids they live like in this town and i think this like north carolina or something anyway like their life is like went on 
but this movie is about Natalie Portman's character. She's an actress. She's gonna play Julianne Moore's character. She's like the the older woman who preyed on the young man. Yeah. She's gonna like interact with her, like go over for lunch and kind of like shadow her to because she's playing her in a in a new movie. It's it's like very disturbing, obviously, because of the like what you know about the relationship, but nothing on screen is necessarily disturbing. Mm-hmm. It's just like right. this relationship is sick. You just like know that. And then like also like is it cool what Natalie Portman's doing? How much does she crown crossing the line and manipulating the situation? Oh wow. Okay. Trying to make art based on their salacious story. Some of the best acting is those three. The three leads. Got it. I love a trio. I'm presenter number three. I love trios. <laughs> Yeah, it's excellent. And nice. it, I would say, like, it's an upsetting uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Know that going in, for sure. But I thought it was, like, it was amazing. I was really blown away. And I love his work. It, it reminded me a lot of Safe, which is a movie I love yes. by him a lot. Yeah. Which stars Julianne Moore. Mm-hmm. There was, like, a debate of whether it's camp or not. I don't... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It yeah. doesn't really matter to me. But I just thought he is very singular with his like ability to strike a very interesting tone. It's like comedic and dramatic and like kind of over the top, but also like grounded in emotion. It's very interesting. Hmm. And I thought Charles Melton's no, all of them were great, but Charles Melton like was a heartstring performance. Can we Brandon hasn't seen it. I, 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 there's seen a few, no movies this up. year. He's seen no movies this year. <laughs> wow. Okay. I've seen more than Brandon this year. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> no, um, okay, so now we're going to quickly say our six through ten. Yeah, we're going to go back. Six through ten, and then shout out. I mean, since we're not, pl- we don't, we don't have to shout out one particular one, but we're just saying our six through ten, mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about other stuff. Um, so my number ten was Bottoms. Uh, my number nine, How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Great movie. Eight, Past Lives. Seven, Asteroid City. Wow. And, and and six oh, showing up. I kind of want to hear what Dave has to say about Asteroid City. Yeah, I, I, was, I liked it. I was shocked. You liked it too? Yeah, I was into it. Way better than the last I one. I love it. Way better than his last one. I love it. And showing up, Kelly Reichardt is my number six. Like, I, I, I kind of wanted to put showing up as my number five because I love Kelly Reichardt so much. Yeah. She's one of my favorite filmmakers, but I... It's just not as exciting or interesting to talk about, I guess, out of context than Infinity Pool is. <laughs> Infinity Pool is a little bit more to like say mm-hmm. in terms of if you haven't seen it, but showing up is is incredible. What, what was your number eight again? Past Lives. That was recommended to me. That's Past, Past Lives. Lives is really good. Yeah. How to Blow Up a Pipeline is incredible. Yeah. I like that one too. Um, that was good. So how many, what's your number for this year? Did you say it already? I didn't say it. I, I haven't, again, I haven't done the full calculation because i stopped logging on letterbox but it is at least 60 ish okay um yeah i saw more and we'll get into uh, (laughs) we'll get into maybe some other stuff at the end but um yeah i mean my thing with asteroid city is i i just think that i've grown so enamored by his writing so much i really have i hate what he's become basically really man visually it was wonderful yeah it was great i can i can't stand how he traps these actors he like cast 20 of the best actors <laughs> yeah. in the world yeah and makes them essentially all do the same shtick the only people that were 
unshackled from this prison of like deadpan, no emotion was was those three kids. So I got and Matt, and Matt I loved and Matt Dillon. And Matt Dillon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also there was just so many it, like yeah. characters I didn't care about. I thought the world was like beautiful to look at, but I mean, I'm at the point with him where like he needs to change for me. It's just like so much um, complication. I think just because he's like obsessed with being so detail oriented, he's like doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling down on making the most ornate twee creation. It's so delicate and so intricate, which I can add on a certain level. Like I'm like, he's a genius, but I don't enjoy the films at all anymore. What's his name again? Wes Anderson. Anderson. And see, I've had the complete opposite experience where I am actually finding more personality from him because he's Hmm. doubling and tripling down on it and allowing it. Yeah. And I find the characters. Yeah. Yeah. Because I find Hmm. that I find that they're all those actors are all would not be willing to buy in to work at like a minimum salary Hmm. if they didn't understand that like this is like a special thing like it's like this is his world like this is wes anderson's world and it's like not about that and i i love that i love that it's his own thing yeah but i don't like that it hasn't evolved in a way that it definitely has evolved like he's his presentation has become more like i'm saying or ornate and it is like kind of like wow like how was he able to make it so detailed he put so much work and thought into like the design of this but every single acting performance in my opinion is like so stilted and deadpan and the same essentially the same kind of thing they've he's been doing since his first film i agree with that yeah it just doesn't bother it doesn't bother me though i just think that's part of it no i get it's part of it i'm a sick of it which is fair that's what i'm saying i was sick of it sick of it i was sick of it before like i was like i i loved rushmore I love Rushmore. And I was not like, I never had like that love affair with Royal Tenenbaums. Tenenbaums. Yeah, I don't care about Zizou. Oh, I like, that Z- stuff. I like yeah. Zizou, but I don't really care about Tenenbaums. No, I love Tenenbaums. And for me, and Except like, for again, like I, as much as like the ornateness and that, all that stuff I is obviously still there to me, especially since with, with French Dispatch. And I also want to mention all the shorts on Netflix, I think are maybe even better than, than, than this. I just think is I love his writing now. I really I do. The, I, I love it. Writing. I, I can't no, stand it. I lean more toward Brandon. What I'll say is Dave, I'm with you. French Dispatch. I had a hard time. This with. is too much. French Dispatch was too much. There was like, I barely understood what was going on in like two out of the three stories of that one. This one, I felt like he scaled it back a bit from that. I thought French Dispatch yeah, was way it was like harder than Ashford City. The framing device of like, there's like three framing devices. There's It's a play, but then it's like, what you're seeing is yeah, like I, kind of a movie. But I got, you know, you know what it and is? I was it, proud of myself for getting it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably what it is. I was yeah, like, right. you know what, I get it. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people did feel this way. And, they, and I respect him as an artist. I just like... At a certain point in the movie, the style just wears me down. Where I'm like, I I, I don't like this. Like, I love the alien. I respect it, but I don't. I don't like it. Yeah, the alien was awesome. And I, I, yeah. visually, yeah, <laughs> yeah, visually yeah. I was like, yeah. it's, a, like, it's an what? A plus. Yeah. Listen, like, I, I think this is the Wes Anderson experience though, because everybody's kind of having so many different experiences with him where it's yeah. like I'm on that level of I'm like I'm I'm now like along with him where I'm like mm. I am I am. I am as his career gets further. 
Grow. I feel like he needs to grow the fuck up. <laughs> it's just. It's like he I needs, think to, he, he needs I to make a did. movie with a. I, I mean, for me, I would be more interested if he just like took a risk and did something completely different. He never will. He kind of is just repeating himself. That's that's my main issue. It's like. I don't know. On some level, Tenenbaum's I, is like so different from what this is. From I feel like than, than like Asteroid City. Yeah, like, a lot of the same themes keep popping up, which is fine. I, it's totally fine. And listen, there's other directors who who do repeat themselves. Scorsese. And I, yeah, Scorsese. It's just because it I has such a identify. More. That's the thing is that because his that's the whole thing with Wes Anderson is that I think because his visual language is so singular. Yeah, it it's hard to. And I'm not saying for you. I'm just saying for everybody to look past that sometimes mm-hmm. and and feel that any any type of growth or anything yeah. like and and like I th- I kind of now I felt that way. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to do something different. I now kind of like that. There's just this guy who has his own like little Polly Pocket yeah, that, universe like fine. that he's made and. That's fine. He has his fans. I I totally get why people love him. I used to be a big yeah. like fan of him. He helped me get into like different kinds of movies yeah. for sure. He was he was definitely a, a gateway filmmaker for me. I just yeah. feel like for me, it was definitely a cool thing to talk about. I feel about like in high it was school. more mm-hmm. emotionally drawn into the scaled down films. I agree. Well, and I agree with you that they're more um, like emotionally resonant then, but mm-hmm. I think his i think his whole his emotional uh, bandwidth is lent literally towards craft in these movies and like fine. editing writing yeah like, fine and i love I, that's what i like about that's it, fair. That he's kind uh, yeah. of embracing i think it. you're i think you're more of a fan of um of craft than i am craft wow. services i like craft, craft services. services you can be like that's amazing he's his level of writing his level of like filmmaking whatever like all his skills or like at such another level, you're able to like appreciate it, and I am I am too, but I'm not able to enjoy it. I'm not gonna like sit here and like say like Asteroid City is like transcendent, like like right. movie wise, but like I just think that it's a really cool thing that exists, and I guess I guess I just didn't have my Wes Anderson period until now. Okay, like, like and so I think this is my Wes Anderson period from Grand Budapest on. Basically, I was, uh, do you guys have one favorite? I think Grand Budapest is my favorite. I think uh, it's the best one. I like that Fantastic one. Mr. Fox. Yeah, that one's oh, up. Yeah. Rushmore is my absolute favorite, but Fantastic Mr. Fox Rushmore Fox is the best. Is in my top but three. Fantastic Mr. Fox is incredible. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I love Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's one of Leslie's favorites. Yeah, yeah. All right. We talked let's a lot move about on, that. Yeah, yeah let's, let's move, move on. Because that was just six through ten. So okay. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Okay, sorry. Uh, all right, it's my <laughs> we'll turn. We'll drop some of that down. Sorry. So I saw twenty three films this year. Nice. So that's about what I usually see. Twenty three and twenty three. Hey. How about that? 23 and me. Oh, that's uh, what you were referring to. I'm sorry. No, he was referring to the year. Oh. <laughs> Don Don is out of it this year. Yeah, um, okay. I can't handle this in person. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm having... I really want to space out, and I can't. It's yeah. hard. Okay. Uh, I'll go 10 through 6. Number 10, which I think I'm the only one that saw this, and you guys should absolutely watch this. It's hilarious. The Please Don't Destroy movie, The Treasure of Foggy oh, I Mountain. Yeah, I didn't so. watch it. On, it's on Peacock. I didn't watch any movies this year, so I didn't see it. The reviews are horrible. <laughs> it It's so funny. All right, if I'll you like them, list. if you like Please Don't Destroy and those sketches on Saturday Night Live, you will like this movie. Even though it's like only 90 minutes, it's probably too long. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was laughing the whole time. I love those guys. Very funny. Nine, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, eight, The Killer. The Killer was sick. 
It's my 11. It's your 11. Okay. You weren't into the killer, Dave? No, I don't like that either. Oh. <laughs> I, lo- I love it. I love it. I love Fastbender. I, I, yeah. I know it's not higher because I just need to watch it again. It, just, it was so cool. Just keep going. Of, I'm also kind of sick of that guy. Okay, keep going. Seven uh, Mission Impossible <laughs> Dead Reckoning Part 1. Oh, when I had a panic attack and was drenching, drenching in sweat, drenching in sweat in the movie theater, yeah. I had to leave, and so then I watched the rest of it at home. <laughs> oh, my. oh, man. That's fine. Yeah, it was cool. And then six, it was my favorite comedy. No, it is my favorite comedy. Yeah, looking at my list. Theater Camp. Theater Camp. Love Theater Camp. Theater Camp. Didn't never, see it. never sick. Really? Yeah. Oh, you got to see it. I know. That's you told a, me you would be really into it. It's a must yeah, for you. It's yes. a must for you. You have to watch Theater Camp. Theater Camp. That's my 10 through six. My 10 through six, my number 10, The Iron Claw. Did you see it? Didn't see it. On, I have to see The Iron Claw. That's I really, a, really want to see That's like the number one tearjerker of the year. I know. This is what everybody's telling so me. Great. I really, really, really want to see it. It is so up my alley. It's like number one on my watch list. I really want to see it. I haven't seen it. It's yet. almost concerning how jacked Zac Efron is yeah. in this movie. It's, yeah. total, it's bizarre. Total transformation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, but uh, he does a great job, and it's... If you love wrestling, if you his love promo. I saw brothers. like the promo videos. It was really funny. Yeah, great stuff. Harris Dickinson, shout out. Uh, number nine mm. is Past Lives. Mm-hmm. That's my eight. Yeah, yeah, great film. Great film. Eight, also mentioned by Brandon, Anatomy of a Fall. Mm-hmm. Number seven for me, Dream Scenario. Did you see it? That's on, the Nick Cage on my list. Yeah, the Nick Cage, oh, like I got it. I, I love Nick Cage. Everyone's dreams. Yep. I've heard a lot of criticisms of it. Um, but I thought it worked so great as a comedy. I and I, you know, we love Nicolas Cage. Yeah, he's so perfectly cast in that film. And That's on my list too. Yeah, it's like genuinely scary in the some of the the dream sequences. Anyway, number six was Sick of Myself, a film by the same director who did Dream Scenario that oh. came out like like a foreign 2022, but like an American 2023. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, don't know that one. Awesome movie. I just saw it. Last night, actually. It's about a woman who makes herself sick for attention. Is it like a horror thriller or no? no. Oh, okay. It's not a horror thriller. It's more of like a s- satire. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's, <laughs> this movie is crazier, but it's not unrealistic necessarily. It's like very realistic at points. And that's what makes it like kind of cringy and like unsettling. But it kind of has like a little bit of the flavor of um, worst person in the world. I want to say it's Norwegian. Is that what that movie is? Yeah. Okay. I think this is also a Norwegian film, but check it out. It's on Showtime. All right, number one. I will try to make this as short as possible as opposed to this movie. What Killers of the Flower Moon? Killers of the Flower Moon. My number one as well. Okay. Oh, of course. You guys are too into Scorsese. No. 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 You guys ranked his last one way too high It's one of his best movies. Yeah, you guys put the it's Irishman one of his best movies. I don't think you guys even watched that. I, I, you guys, no, I remember the conversation <laughs> about Irishman. Yeah, and both of you liked it more than here. anybody I've ever it. talked to. Because the Fire Moon was in my top ten. It's great. I'm just, I'm just. Being, it was transcendent. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just I, giving you shit. It Dave, was, it was like a next level thing. Hundred percent. And I was not expecting it to. Be. And no. this to me, sorry, you can go. No, first. no, we're, it's our both number one. So see, this is a movie I saw Oppenheimer. It's fine. It didn't get to me though. Like I didn't like feel anything. A lot of my issues is like the dialogue I think is like not, I just can't get into it. The style of it, it's like moving too much. It's like too fast paced. Killers of the, of the flower moon. It's a beautiful film that I could feel a lot from because the acting is top notch. Oh, yeah. Lee Gladstone is amazing. One of the strongest screen presences I've like, there's just something in about her, the way she carries herself yeah. where I'm just like, yeah, holy shit. 
But not even just her. No. Robert De Niro? De Niro, one of his best. Like, I've, I've seen, like, <laughs> right. his last shitty movies. Four or five movies. I saw About My Father with right. Sebastian Maniscalco this year. I'm like, this. I'm thinking this guy, of course, is. He needs Scorsese. That's He's, a, he's yeah. past his prime, <laughs> way past his prime. He's not capable of, like, delivering a, a truly great performance anymore. He was amazing. Nah, he was great. He was yeah. so fucking good. He was better than, like, he has been in a long time. I felt better than The Irishman, honestly. Yes. And I loved Leo too. I, it's just, it was I, nice to see Leo do something different. It was, yeah, it, it was cool. Dumbass. He's yeah. a dumbass. dumbass. He was a dumbass. It was, and it was, it was cool. So I read, I read the book. Um, yeah, me too. And I was just like, the way that Scorsese decided to tell the story, mm-hmm. and just the, the storytelling. It's like, I, I love when Scorsese is restrained by time, and where he can't do his fucking needle drops to drop the Foo Fighters in or anything like that. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like I, that's always been my personal, uh, disconnect with Scorsese is his jukebox approach to. Yeah. But it's, I know I understand what you're saying, but like, it's part of it. This is the Wes Anderson. Like, thing. It's that's four part movies. There's four movies that really do that. A little more. And it, when it's happened, it's a lot. <laughs> It's 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 Goodfellas, it, Casino, Departed, Wolf of Wolf Wall, Wall Street. Street. Yeah, maybe that's the four that do that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but they're just so Nothing, heavy-handed. No, you're no, you're, you're right. right. Yes. Listen, you're right. But they are, tempta- I just don't want to make it. I, he's made a lot of films. I don't like making it seem like he's. No, 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 yeah. completely. Because like I love bringing out the debt. Like my three favorite score well, after hours, silence, age of innocence, bringing out the dead. Those are yeah. like my oh, four personal favorite Scorsese movies. Cause yeah. they're like the more off the beaten path ones where, and, and so, okay. So let me rephrase what I'm saying <laughs> in the big Scorsese movies, uh-huh. Goodfellas, uh, Depart- like all that stuff, the disconnect is the music because I don't give a shit about it. <laughs> and mm. So like when it happens, I'm like, I don't want to listen to Layla right now. Yeah. Right. I don't care about this shot and what's going right, on right, because right. like that's just, so that's the way I should frame that that statement. Um, and so th- I think that when I when he gets to immerse himself in a world like Age of Innocence, like Silence, like After Hours, the eighties, like a, it's like when it's constrained to something that's not as personal to him, but mm. it's his view of it. I think yeah. it stands above the rest. Personally. That's cool. Because everything is through his eyes. Right. Every story he's ever told is through his eyes, and when it's his experience obviously he's going to be more like emotionally invested in, in all that type of stuff but he doesn't care less for something that he's not personally experienced or been around he cares with the same amount I right feel like. definitely i love his style of filmmaking of course but he also did take a lot of risks i thought in his film in ways i weren't i definitely was not expecting it was funny at times funny. very funny at times like he still for, ha- for he still like c- one of the most fucked up stories yeah. in America in American yes. history. Yeah. It was like sickening, but it was also like an entertaining film. Yes. For a three and a half hour film, like that's unbelievable for a man in his eighties to still have that power. I I feel like no one else is still able to do that. Passionately. At his age. Of like yes. his of his generation. I, I never expected to be my number one, but I when I watched it that second time, I was just like, This yeah. movie is just like I watched it two times too. Immersive yeah. and powerful. Just so powerful. Dan, do you have anything else to say before we get to your number one, which now we know what it is? Um, 
No, I, I just said the Oppenheimer was high on my list. Oh. Was it your number one? I didn't say it was number one. Oh. Number one. Are we done? Yeah. We move on? Yeah. Number one on my list was a movie that did, that surprised everybody at the box office. Like, did oh. way better than people thought. Godzilla? No, it's Sound of Freedom. No, no. Of course, it's Oppenheimer. God- Oppenheimer's my number one. Oh, I thought it was Godzilla minus one. I just wanted to tie it because Sound of Freedom <laughs> also did surprisingly well at the box office, as, as did Oppenheimer. Right. I thought you were going to change it up and say Godzilla minus one. I wish I haven't seen it. I really, really, I really like want to see it. Be obsessed with that movie. Dave, yeah, I haven't I been to have the theater. No. Dave, I don't have any time to go to the theater anymore. You guys are pissing me off this episode. Dave, of I'm seeing the movies that you guys should no, be loving no, no, more no. than me. You're not more pissed off than I am. Yeah, I haven't I'm seen Godzilla minus one in the theater. I'm of so course upset. I want to fight. Do you know who I do you know anything about me? Of course I want. I do you need, know how much free like, time I've had be, in the last two weeks? Top five. And I didn't go. I have to see Godzilla minus one. Incredible the acting performances are in Godzilla. You should be saying how the much spectacle. you love the yeah the spectacle like no but that's not why it's good everybody's saying it's good because of the human story that's what no people it's are, yeah, yeah it's amazing you saw it yeah I loved it I have to see it it would it might be number one if I if I that's if what I'm saying it. it's not in my top ten um, it should be in your top ten no I just I wanted to make the sound of freedom joke um I didn't uh, did you see it though n- no I didn't did yeah. you no I almost did you should see it I feel like I should <laughs> um no number one's Oppenheimer uh, it's Christopher Nolan. It's my favorite, no matter what. <laughs> I look, look, man. It's just, right. just something. It just hits. It's mostly visually, like. But this movie, it's all the performances. It's Robert. It's RDJ. It's um, Josh Hartnett rules. Oh, Josh Hartnett. Um, Hartnett MVP. MVP. Hartnett. What about um, Josh Peck? Peck. No, Crumholtz. Uh, okay. Crumholtz. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Crumholtz. I love all the performances. The scene with Casey Affleck is so intense. It's a great scene. Um, I wish it was Ben, but you know. <laughs> oh, it would have been interesting if that was Ben. Huh. Speaking of Ben, I saw Air. Oh, fun. Yeah, yeah. Like Air. Real yeah. fun movie. Yeah. Not bad. I watched Air. Can I give you guys my full list? Wait. That's what we're, all you're saying about Oppenheimer? Yeah, there's nothing Because I didn't even said. talk about it because uh, I waited. You could talk about it. No, I don't want to say too much. I'm on the camp, surprisingly. Hour three. The best. I love hour three. (laughs) I love hour three. Hour three. Oh, uh, more like, yeah. Okay. I love hour three so much. Too much Downey Jr. No, he rules. That whole, I I think we talked about this on a text chain one time. Yeah. I I hated the, was it fission or fusion? I would cut out fission or whatever the Downey Jr. centric storyline. It didn't do anything for me, but please continue to do. Leslie watched it. And that was like kind of my rewatch. I didn't watch all of it with her, but I watched like most of it, and that's kind of solidified it for being yeah. my favorite. Yeah, I, I don't know what's. I don't, there's not really much to say about Oppenheimer, but I I do. And we haven't talked about him. I mean, he's incredible. Killy Murphy, great. Killy Murphy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I do need to see it again because I did have a bad theater experience. I I wish I could see it again on the big screen. I'm I'm sure it'll it'll happen again. Yeah. I I don't know. I just I I I kind of had the more of like the. Like Dave, like you were saying with like the spectacle part of it and craft where I'm like, I just love, I, I, I love that part of it. Um, but I, di- I didn't have that like, holy shit reaction that I had to Killers of the Fire Moon. I, I like couldn't that. find a way in to that movie. Like I, it never settles down. It never settles down. It never settles and down. it's like someone described it. It feels like it's a, a trailer basically the whole way, the way it's like. 
just constantly that I is get that. moving. That's an interesting point. And I just point. don't really... I mean, that's part of it, why I didn't love it. I couldn't settle into it. But I just think the dialogue's so corny. I, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's not poignant. What do you think of the women? Yeah, I didn't think. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think the performance. That's the number one criticism. Was very good them, either. Right? Yeah. Um, well, that's always Emily Blunt. Criticism. But um, it was fine. I'm not. It definitely wasn't a bad movie. I just, I just wasn't. I just don't really understand why it's like, holy shit, this is like, the movie of the year. Uh, because for somebody to make a biopic feel like a blockbuster that has all yeah. these set pieces when really there's not one like mm. like and it just performed outrageously well from the yeah. barbenheimer phenomenon I for think sure that's a big part of yeah. it yeah like, i i just think he i think nolan has a way to and i don't mean this disrespectfully make really smart movies for dumb people and really dumb movies for smart people on um, in the perfect way possible mm. where it's like he doesn't give too much that it's like overbearing, but he doesn't talk down to anybody so that it makes you feel dumb. It's just like there's a little bit of everything for everybody in his movies. They perform to the masses, but is not just throwaway trash like Venom 2, even though right. we love Venom. Even though I love Venom. Even though we love Venom. <laughs> and he's a great guy and he should be in every movie. But uh <laughs> like if anybody else made that movie, it would not feel. And no. I don't mean in terms of the way that it impacted the box office. I mean, right. like literally when you're there, he can tell a story in a way that people are not used to seeing on that scale. Yeah. It's more it. like a it. Marvel movie than it's like the darkest hour. Yeah. You know yes. what I mean? Well, that's a, it, it, that's a great point because think and about the darkest I mean, I hour. I don't like either. <laughs> right. No, but that's fair. But imagine, imagine whoever made darkest hour made Oppenheimer and it was just right. like, it would just be like a very by the, a book. very by the book. Yeah. Fucking British you know yeah. like like that's darkest fair. hour yeah, that is so fair. i think he has a way of making these stories feel grandiose and yeah it's cool and imaginative yeah that's hey people love it like everything's Good such a big deal okay i saw 23 movies let me just do this real quick right, because it. it's not the full 23 as i said the top 10 already so 23 through 11 23 worst movie of the year i saw shazam fury of the gods <laughs> Re so bad really bad please the flash be next scream six is 22 Oof. So disagree. <sighs> Did not like it. Not good. I didn't think it was good at five all. Five was good. Five was good. Six is I bad. Five. I like them both. Six wasn't great. It's played out. Uh, 21, The Marvels. The Horrible. Uh, 20, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. There's no way The Flash is better than these movies. The Flash is 19. Fuck. It's pretty low. It's pretty bad. But there's some funny stuff in there. Uh, 18, Air. Uh, 17, Fast X. 16, Dungeons and Dragons. 15, Blue Beetle. Did you see Blue Beetle, Brandon? No. That's pretty good. George Lopez? Uh, George Lopez is really funny. Uh, 14, Asteroid City. 13, Creed 3. Creed 3 was good. I liked Creed 3. Yeah. 12, Barbie. 11, Magic Mike's Last Dance. I liked I Magic Mike's Dance. Really enjoyed I it. it really, really enjoyed it. I'm glad you brought up Creed 3 and Magic Mike's Last Dance. I was able to do the circle back for both franchises. Oh. Never saw oh. either... I never saw any of the movies in either one of those franchises until this year. I saw Magic Mike, the whole franchise, this year also. I went first, back around, yeah. though. I saw the third of Creed and Magic Mike first and then went back around. Both really enjoyable franchises. All right. Well, that was our movie episode and TV episode. Yeah. I want to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. I mean, my number one most anticipated aside from Poor Things and Godzilla Minus One and zone everything interest, else right? I said is Zone of Interest. Yeah, me too. Can't wait.
I wanted to see Dix the Musical. I didn't get to see. I that. didn't see that either. Yeah. I want to see Napoleon. I want to see, see that. We want. There's a lot of movies we want to see. Whatever. Let's let's let's. It's done, right? Yeah. I'm gonna cut a you lot of see Wonka. Out. Wonka no. was trash. It wasn't the worst though. Um, it's my number 80, 80 something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm probably not going to see it. All right. Wrapping this up. Hunger see you games. at the movies next year. Should I see Hunger Games? Bye. See it. Expendables 4. All right. Bye. Bye.